tell you, Jason, I'm trying to think. I'm thinking back about our day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Not much happened. It was kind of a boring day, right? Like you flew up to New York, and what what happened? It was just this like yet another boring day in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. We ate an omelet someplace, and then had a beer, and then I went back to the airport. <sighs> yeah. Something happened at that restaurant, though. Um, like where we were we, eating the omelets? We added extra avocado. We did. That you, wasn't needed. It, it wasn't needed. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, that tasted like a $3 avocado. Honestly, I thought it tasted like a 50-cent avocado, but that's you and me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that waitress was all about the upsell. Right? She, she wanted to give us biscuits. That was a lot of upsell. The avocado, she was pushing drinks on you. Which normally I give in and say yes, but I almost took it as a personal slight and fought back, Joshua. How was she making a slight? Why was it a slight? Like she was pushing it on me and and I was saying no to alcohol. That's not like me at all. Yeah, but but why? So why were you pushing back? That's what I'm... Oh, just because she was upselling. I don't like people who upsell. (laughs) <laughs> I dig in my heels and get stubborn Wow Is that a Scottish yeah. thing? Maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> It's also just been cheap as chips <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile you're like I'll have this Pim's cup And I'll have this avocado And <laughs> yes So you were, gonna, you were gonna order the biscuits I could see in your eyes That's why I talked you off the ledge With the home fries I'm so glad I didn't I really wanted those fucking biscuits do do you know why? Do you know why in the end I agreed to not have the biscuits? Because you two don't like being upsold. No, because I noticed three oh. tables down from us. Oh, Jerry Seinfeld and Neil Simon were not eating biscuits. Uh, that's true. Did you notice that Jerry Seinfeld and Neil Simon were sitting three tables away from us? Yeah, I said hi to him when he said hi to me when I came in, and. Um and then I just carried on with the rest of my brunch. Oh, that's where you're like, oh, hey, Jer, what's up? Yeah, he was like, oh, Jason, you're here. I was like, Jerry, I'm, I'm with Joshua. Let, let me be, man. Let me be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He understood. To, to his great credit, he understood. Yeah, I was, I was a bit surprised that Neil Simon didn't recognize me. Given, given how, how many of his movies you've watched. <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, given, given how much money I've, you know, the, 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 I'm a patron at the Neil Simon theater, you know, I, I've seen a few things there. Um, and I figured he would have been like, oh my gosh, is, is that Joshua? Is that Joshua Hatton of the Guilford Hattons? Ah, yes. And, and that, I didn't get that. I didn't. I think the problem was you were not wearing your crest yesterday. That maybe <laughs> threw him for a loop. I tell you, he wore his fancy hat. He that was a very fancy hat. That's a very fancy hat. Um, I did have a question for you though. Now that you've got a keeper's medal uh-huh. and you've got your Hatton of the Guilford Hatton's crest, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which side do you wear each on? I hang one off of each testicle. <laughs> <laughs> the keepers are lucky to have you. <laughs> oh, he says, fully sober on a cup of. Oolong tea. Mm. That's a good question. No, so I wear, 
I wear them side by side on my <laughs> That's left. That's a good question. That's not a good question <laughs> at is. all. It's great. It's only because it features the name Joshua and Keeper and Hatton of the Guilford Hattons. That's the only reason you think it's a good question. It's a terrible question. Nobody cares about the answer. Do you think people think I have that, the Hattons, the Guilford Hattons crest? Well, you do. Oh, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, I was quite happy. I'm obviously not a, a face place person. You're in charge of the face place, but sometimes the face place sends me emails to let me know what's happening. And I woke up this morning to an email where Jens Fisher, um, mm. who's a name I'm very, very familiar with, and I don't think I've ever met Jens. Uh, n- nor have I. Yeah. Um, he is part of the Whiskey Fabric. Hopefully mm. our paths will cross at Maltstock. But um, he'd commented on a Whiskey Fabric post on the face place about One Nation Under Whiskey and you and me covering how to wear the kilt. He did indeed. Isn't that fantastic? I, yeah, I love right. the fact that that resonated with at least one person. And, and I, I figure there are more people who are like, huh, you put on your shirt and your socks and your shoes before you're killed. Interesting. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that resonated. Yeah. So actually, uh, you and I mm-hmm. will be lucky enough to see him in Campbelltown next week. Mm. Is he traveling with Bozzy? He is. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Oh, great guys there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Too well. We know for certain that Bozzy's a good guy because we've drunk with him, we've slept in his house, and we've got a pretty good. There's no reason to believe Jens is not a good guy. I have Correct. a feeling he's a good guy. I, I have no reason to doubt it either. Um, and just to be clear, when you say next week we'll be in Campbelltown, by the time this episode drops, we'll have been to Campbelltown, we'll have been to Fischiel, we'll have been to uh, Hellenbach, oh, right. figuratively speaking. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and this episode will be live. That's true. That is true. This is us getting ahead of the game because we've got a lot of travel coming up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just started out with a, one of our regular little chats here. You have not introed the podcast and you have not introduced your business partner, good All right. friend, All right. mate, road uh, wife, that is <laughs> me. <laughs> Do you know why? That was purposeful. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I'm leaving you for Matthew Reese, who is today's He is a guest. delight. He's, He's a delight. You, delight. You know, I never took you to be a kelp chaser, but <laughs> that's, that's what you are. You're a down and dirty kelp chaser. You just... Toss in your old Scotsman for your incoming fresh bit of Welshman. Um, I'm, I'm, I was starstruck, Jason. I was starstruck. I, t- I know, I know you were. You are, you're a starstruck kind of guy. Well, here's the thing: it's the Americans, and I think I'm. I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast. I don't know why I would mention it on the podcast, but I've mentioned it to you before. Back when I was going to the gym before I hurt my foot which was far too long ago. And yes, I should be going back to the gym and keep your jokes to yourself. <laughs> just, yeah, for the record, Jason did not say a single word. You just didn't have to. I looked at your eyes. Just, you, were, you were saying it all in Morse code as you bl- I, blinked. I think you read what you wanted to read in my eyes, Joshua. <laughs> I read the hate in your eyes. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so 
I would go on the elliptical machine. I think they just call it the elliptical, Joshua. But how will people know if it's a machine or not? You have to let them know. It's it's like I think by definition, are you, are you also telling people I gotta ma- I gotta go make a phone call on the telephone machine? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make a phone call on the telephone machine. Well, why do you refer to Google as the Google machine? Because <laughs> I am also old. <laughs> <laughs> so I would go on to the elliptical, and I had one show, one show that was mine. Now, when Haida and I watch TV shows, she may have a couple that are just for her that she enjoys to watch, but there are a series of shows that we really enjoy watching together. But the Americans I took for my own, and that was my workout TV show. And I was addicted. I got up to second episode of the fourth season, and then I, I really hurt my foot. So I actually haven't finished the series, but I was... You know, I couldn't tell if I was going to the gym more to get fit or more to watch the Americans. If you have to ask the question, you already know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyways, this was my show, and and then when we found out that he's involved with Pandaren, mm-hmm. that was uh, a wonderful connection, right? And and the folks from Pandaren knew him, and we said, "Boy, you know, Nick, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We, we'd love to interview him." And he graciously said, would he, love to talk to these guys. How did he say it? Gradaciously? What was that I word said, you just used? Gradaciously? No, I said graciously. Okay, graciously. What's you, you just you included some letters I hadn't heard in the word graciously before, but carry on, carry on. So, yeah. So, so <laughs> now I can see the hate in your eyes. <laughs> and I don't think I'm inferring. <laughs> so, to sit. In Matthew's base room, base room. <laughs> All the best words. All the best words. Basement slash kill room. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> drinking whiskey and just having a conversation. Yeah. He actually put me at ease. Yes, of course, I was starstruck, but uh, it felt like we were just sitting down with a mate having a conversation. Yeah, and that was my takeaway from it. As, as you know, I don't watch that much TV. And so for me, he was just that Welsh guy that we got to hang out with, which Mm. I loved. Yes, he's an Emmy award-winning actor Welsh guy (laughs) with whom we got to hang out and drink great whiskey. But yeah, it was just chill. It was easy. He's a great lad. So you were saying you purposely didn't... Oh, because you were leaving... Yeah, you were leaving me for Matthew Rhys. So do you want to do the... Do you want to do the new intro... Um, where Matthew Reese is your good friend, and then and then start the the podcast with Matthew Reese after that. Oh man, I like that idea. Okay, so I'm just gonna pack up my bags, Joshua. Yep. I'm gonna go out the door here. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've had an absolute fantastic uh, eight years with you. Yeah. Yep. And I understand that I've now been replaced by Matthew Reese. So yeah, d- d- thanks. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Don't go yet. I just want to tell the listeners something before you uh, leave for good. I, um, I, just, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to hear his name come out of your mouth while I'm still sitting here. So, I want our listeners to know that the conversation that Jason and I had with Matthew yesterday, uh, we're leaving in its entirety. And so the episode is just going to end with his misconception, a little 
conversation, a little, little chatter after little that, chatter yeah. after that, and then and then it's just going to trail off. So, cool. so so well, we'll do that. I'll I'll intro it, and it's been a good time, Jason. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. Well, thanks, listeners. Thanks for all your support, Joshua. Thank you for your support, and uh, best of luck with your new podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Joshua Hatton with One Nation Under Whiskey. I'm joined today and now and forever, joined as always by my good, good friend um, and now business partner, uh, the Emmy Award-winning actor, Matthew Reese. Matthew, take it away. The picture happens. What happened? (laughs) That'll be the picture that we use for the last. Yes, yeah. We were shooting corks off each other's heads. (laughs) William, don't tell. (laughs) Yeah, just another day in paradise. (laughs) Yeah, Uh yeah. Ah, Lovely. Look at that. Look at that. Waveforms look good. This room is is acoustically fine. Just um, aesthetically challenged. <laughs> I don't know, you have archways. It's hard to argue well, with archways. Well, that's true. It's almost a distillery. Yeah. Well, cheers. Cheers. Oh, thank you so cheers, much man. for having yes. us. Good to have you in the kill room. <laughs> Basement. It's great to be here. Yes. <sighs> Says everybody one time. Yeah, yeah, just the once. <laughs> oh, that's good. That is good. What's so, okay, so what I've poured us is the... Uh, the Madeira, uh, sorry, the Pindaren Madeira finish. Mm. So the gold series, forty-six percent alcohol, seven eightish years somewhere around there. First starts off as life and first fill bourbon, then it's transferred into Madeira casks. And then how long in Madeira? That's an excellent question. Yeah, you can't bamboozle me with your numbers. No. So it, I think it's, it's about three, three and three quarter years. Three and three. That sounds about right. We're just making shit up. Yes, <laughs> yes. Not even drunk, and it's off. Off to the races. You really owned that. That's yeah. Well, you know what it is. Um, the finishing time changes from batch to batch to batch. Oh, does it? It does because they want because everything is bottled in batches, mm-hmm. and because whiskey matures in different ways in casks all the time. They have to play with. Okay, how long is this going to stay in the bourbon cask? How long will this stay in the Madeira cask? As they marry the final product together to make it taste like the previous batch. Okay, that makes sense. So, right? Yeah. So if you've ever seen a bottle, now Pandaren doesn't have age statements, but if you've, you go to a shop and you see like Lafroy 10-year-old or yeah. what have you, there could be 11, 12, 13-year-old stuff in there. And it's just because they need to mix in other products to make that 10-year-old tastes like the previous 10-year-old. Well, that's just not right. <laughs> you've, you've burst an enormous whiskey bubble for me. <laughs> Nothing will taste the same now. Yeah, it's that dirty consistency yes. word that you keep hearing. Yes, consistency. Yeah. Would that's you for prefer, the weak. That's for the weak and the infirm. Would you prefer a lack of consistency? Would you like a little surprise in your glass? If it didn't disappoint. Surprise, I never, I never mind, I always enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's always when it's rather unpleasant. <laughs> an unpleasant surprise is never welcome. Have you had an unpleasant surprise? Uh, and we're still uh, talking about whiskey. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. well clarified. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? I, do, I don't. I haven't. Because, and, and I'm slightly ashamed to say, I am that creature who will follow a certain pattern of knowing what he's getting. Uh, okay. Um. You know, I'm not the one who kind of goes, oh, I'll try that. I bet, mm-hmm. that's, I bet that's punchy. I bet that's a little firework on the, okay. on the tongue. I'm always like, no, if I'm going to, if I, because I think, especially as I 
I age well. No, as I'm aging, I was meant to say, the, the dram at the end of the night has now become such a big thing that I don't, I don't want a kind of a mishap. Okay, Maybe in younger day, in younger years, yeah. daytime drinking or, you know, frivolity. But now it's at a point where I'm like, it, it's such a luxury. I just want to know what I'm getting. So I can go, okay. oh, there it is. Uh-huh. The old friend. Uh-huh. Yes, who never <laughs> lets me down or disappoint. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, that's... So, so this yeah. is the reason why there are McDonald's in Paris. That tragically, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did you see me at that McDonald's on the Champs Elysees? That was me. It's the only place we've ever met, Matthew. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But they did serve beer. You got Le Big Mac. Le Big Mac. Le yeah. Big Mac. Yeah. What do they call a Whopper? I didn't go to Burger King. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I cannot believe Joshua left me hanging on that one. Thank you, sir. Do you know why? Because I, I was going I was going to the next step. I was thinking, Royale with cheese. <laughs> Royale. Oh, you were already there. I was already uh, there. Oh, you you got to stay in the moment, man. Frogger, yes. Yeah, you know, my wife tells me this all the time. <laughs> yes, you're already present, there. Okay. present. Buy me a present. <laughs> <laughs> now, what are you getting on the nose there? Oh. For me, it's so bright with pear drops. Oh. It's, you know, it's straight from the candy shop. It, it is sweet, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, pear. Yeah. I'm getting um, boiled raspberries. Mm. Boil it, boil it, and reduce it a little bit. Oh. So you can put it over a little angel food cake. Oh, yeah. and you, Matthew? I, I, I was kind of when you said pear, especially, but candy shop. There was something. There's something like a sort of the word boiled, and especially pear. Mm. It's like those mm. the pear drops mm-hmm. you yeah. used to yeah. get. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's definitely. It is, it is bright. You get a little, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a little zing at the back of the n- nasal cavity. Did you ever get the rhubarb and custard? I, boiled I was sweets? just about, and then I thought, you know, you question yourself going, shall I bring that up? They'll probably go, what, what are you talking about? But yes, yep. that was a strong one. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, this is as the, as the. This is where the Atlantic divides us. Right. Yes. Well, yes. And, yeah. and you were asking me how the two of us met and over the blogs, I would always put those notes right into my blogs really? uh, whenever reviewing whatever the whiskey was yeah. and just saying, you know, it, it's candy store stuff. Right. But, but yeah, those rhubarb and candy, uh, rhubarb and custard, custard yeah. boiled sweets, yes. they really do appear in a lot of different places. Very specific. Mm-hmm. When I got into whiskey, I started looking for various blogs, you know, who... What were people drinking? What did they think about it? And I found his blog. And it was actually through his blog that he mentioned all these things. Parma violets Ooh. and uh, cola cubes. Cola, and, oh, I was going to mention cola, cola cubes too. It well. has that kind of that reduced uh-huh. boiled sugar. Mm. And do you remember when you you try and suck the sugar off them and just yes. cut the roof of your mouth? Yeah, yeah. Glory, <laughs> glory days. For for life in Wales and Scotland, yeah. life is yes. suffering. That's yeah. how we do it, man. Yes, that's what the, even, even in sweets, the Celts would find suffering. <laughs> well, as, you know, as someone who's never experienced that before, but needed to know what the hell he was talking about. Mm. And it wasn't just him. There's, you know, any UK blogger is going to bring this up or they'll, if there's a floral note, they may bring up Heather Mm. or Gorse Mm -hmm. and all these things that I've never heard of in my life. So I would read his notes and if there was something like Parma violets I hadn't heard of, I would actually buy some if I found a British (laughs) shop or whatever, just to understand what the heck he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. The the one that took the longest time for me to work out that nobody knew what I was talking about, uh, Halloween in Wales, is it anything like us in Scotland? Monkey nuts? 
Well, the ones that you kind of you break open. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. So I would always talk to people, especially kind of young Isla whiskeys would have monkey nuts yeah. for me. Yeah. And so I moved to America and started telling people, like, I get monkey nuts on the palate. They were like, get out, you <laughs> pervert. <laughs> it did not Eight go. testicles. Yes. <laughs> What's funny is that I literally spent three years talking about monkey nuts on the palate. And no one said anything. Correct. Yeah. It took somebody being like, so when you say monkey nuts and we yeah. all giggle, uh, what do you mean by monkey nuts? And I would say, well, you know, it's kind of like, well, I guess it's like a peanut, but it yeah. comes in a shell and you have yes. to crack it and there's the dust and, and the there's the skin. The skin yeah. There's multi-layers mm, here. Mm. And they were like, oh, oh, you mean unshelled peanuts. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> okay, Not very the scrotum different. of a chimpanzee. Yes. <laughs> so that was a bit different for us. Yeah. I see monkey nuts on the palate. I just think volume seven right there. <laughs> yeah. I, I never saw the first six. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, I'm so glad that you asked about tasting notes, what we're getting. Did you sip it yet? I haven't. Yes, yes. I haven't watched you closely enough. What are you getting on the palate? <laughs> See, this is where I go wildly wrong mm. because when I say things, people go, no, that's not there. That's not there. And I go, vanilla? Mm. Always a safe route. I don't think you'd be wrong with vanilla. There's, that, there's a spice to it as well that mm. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to grasp at. It's not quite ginger. It's like if you yeah. mix a little ginger and vanilla. Mm. Any nutmeg for you on the oh, palate? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, see? A little bit of nutmeg. Have either of you had uh, golden milk before? Have you heard of that? No. It's, it's a mixture. My wife makes it every now and again. Uh, but it's almond milk with um, turmeric Ooh. and some of these other spices yeah. that we're talking about. I think there tends to be freshly grated nutmeg in... And oh, golden okay, milk. yeah. Mm. And it's, I mean, it's got so much turmeric in it, that's what gives it the golden right, hue. Right, So, you know, this is something you drink at night. Turmeric can help relax your body. It's yeah, good for yeah. inflammation and everything like that. It's mm. good for liver renewal. What, turmeric is? Yeah. yeah. Well, there we are. Which now is, yeah, there, now there we're up is. and running. That's why, <laughs> yeah. that's why Indian with a night of uh, pints is really good for you. Not really good for you. <laughs> Let me take that back. <laughs> <laughs> it helps a minuscule amount. Right. The turmeric in the Indian food is ah. kind of pre-gaming the liver for recovery the next day from the night ah, of pints. There we go. Yep. You can rationalize anything. <laughs> if need be. <laughs> only the important, only the important things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I threw my guts up around 2 a.m. Yes. But the turmeric. Oh, oh but yes. my liver was like a <laughs> bell the next day. It was glowing. Yes. <laughs> well, I got golden milk. When you, when you started mentioning that sort of... Um, the, the spice along with the vanilla, mm. that's where my mind went to mm-hmm. with, with mm-hmm. the golden milk. It's sweet yet spicy. Yes. A tad has, bit savory. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's a great dram. Um, yeah. well, one of the things I was going to ask you about Penderin, Matthew, is mm. for me in 1995, they built Aran. Uh, and I was saying to you earlier, born in Ayrshire, mm. grew up looking across the Firth of Clyde yeah. at the Isle of Arran. Yeah. So in 95, to know that we had a distillery there was really exciting. I mm. really enjoyed it. Um, for you as a Welshman, mm. when did you come to the US? And Penderin is 99, am I remembering 99 that correctly? is yes. when they were built. 2000, I think, is when yeah. they started. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So did you, did you have a sense as a Welshman to have a, a Welsh single malt distillery? Yeah, it was all it was all kind of, it was equal part, a number of things. It was like, do we dare? <laughs> do we dare challenge the Scots? <laughs> the, Celt, the smaller Celtic brethren <laughs> st- stands up and says, we have good water in here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. 
We'll give it a go. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, and, and nerves as well, because you're kind of nervous. You go, look, if this is the first, it'll be scrutinized, and therefore you hope it will deliver yeah, the goods. Sure. Yeah, this is so your there was, first impression. Exactly. Yeah. So there was, you know, there was apprehension. But it was exciting, and I love the fact that someone went, you know what? We should make, it's uh, cold and wet here as yeah, well. Exactly, We should right? make whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, with, with farmland, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's all very similar. Um, so yeah, it was, it was very exciting that someone mm. went, let's do, let's, let's do it. Because I think at times we bemoan the, the lack of initiative in Wales mm-hmm. as a nation. So I was, I was buoyed by the fact that they, they sort of stood up and went, we'll have a go. With yeah. great aplomb. Yeah. Were you still a Welshman in Wales at that time, or were you a Welshman in America, or a Welshman mm. somewhere else in the world? No, I was a Welshman in London at the time. Okay. Yes. Right. So still kind of treading theatrical boards in London. <laughs> at, you know, 25 pence an hour, whatever it is. <laughs> still is. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, you know, it was, that was, it was yeah, firmly back in the theatrical days of, yeah. of London. And I and I and for and for some one of those weird reasons that we always go, why did we drink Jameson's as as mm. as, as students? But we did. Uh-huh. There were three of us lived in a flat, and we were in, well. Actually, I'll tell you why. I just really, I just made the connection <laughs> after all this time. I went, oh, hang on a minute. It's not that odd. We were in a very um, Irish area called Kilburn in northwest London. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very Irish area. And we would always end the evening, usually with a few Jameson, and then, and then inevitably pick up, you know, a quart on the way home or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. So my college years, it was always Jameson, Irish whiskey, always. Hmm. And I, st- I have a real nostalgia still for... For Jameson? Yeah, yeah. Do you find yourself buying bottles of Jameson every really, now Really, what does happen is I, my agent at the time, at the time, still is, was my first one, my only agent out of Dallas. Are you telling school. him news he doesn't know? <laughs> Don't listen to this. I'm still with you, Dallas. But he's a huge um, Irish fan. And I remember, I remember telling him, you know, one of those things where he said, oh, we usually finish the night with, with the Jameson. And every now and again, he will buy me a very special bottle of Jameson, which is always, has a, has a real smile of nostalgia when, okay. when I see it. In fact, the last one he gave me was last um, November for my for my birthday. So I'm always like, ah, oh, nice. there it is. That's <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. So what was the connection? Why were you drinking it? Was it the Irish? It was the Irish pub. It was the Irish pub. We used to yeah. drink in a pub called, called Biddy Mulligan. I remember, I, mem- I remember it now. There was obviously, obviously they, had the, they had the parties and they had Jameson. And we yeah. used to drink Jameson at the end of the night. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's funny, when I first moved to Glasgow, I moved to a heavily Irish area on the south side of Glasgow. Right. And uh, lived with Irish guys, but didn't ever have any Jameson around. A lot of kebabs, though. A lot of yes, kebabs. Yes, In that heavily Irish area. Yeah, you get a lot, side. you get a, in the tasting notes I put in about Jameson, it was heavily donner, donnered. Yeah. Although all you do, the Jameson is to try and get rid of the taste of donner kebab at the end of the night. Yeah. God, the number of donners. We lived around the corner from a donner kebab shop, and it was so much easier for a bunch of guys to go just get donner kebabs you know, it's than quick. it was to do anything in a tiny kitchen. Yeah. yeah. It's handheld. A couple of quid. Easy peasy. Bob's uncle. Yep. There are 10 to 20,000 Americans scratching their head right now. Google's what? your friend. Uh, yeah. Yes. Look up the Google machine, donner yeah. kebabs. Yes. Yeah. Thank us later. <laughs> I only found out recently that there's a difference between between kebabs 
and shish kebabs. Uh, yeah, one is on a shish, and uh, one is on a like a rotisserie yeah. turner. Oh, okay. The one you want to keep quiet about, let's go shish. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> what about this one? Shish. I like shish. Shish. <laughs> That's for special people. Shish. Oh. So when did the dad jokes come in? <laughs> Literally in when I had a kid. When I had a kid and it was legal. Because up until then, people shut you up. Yeah, yeah. I always go, listen, I'll accept better. I'll always accept better. You may mock and scorn and tut and roll your eyes. Uh-huh. But until you can offer better, <laughs> shut up. And I am a dad, so shut up. There you go. Yeah. You have to own it. You absolutely have to own uh, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. There's enough There's enough trouble in this world <laughs> without ragging on dad jokes because it's a, it's a minuscule moment of birth. I think it's an art form, personally. I do too. Yeah. It and shows you're listening if you're riffing and punning. Exactly. What does Carrie think of your dad jokes? Oh, they, they, she's immune to them now. They, <laughs> okay. they like bounce off her like a superhero. Oh, wow. See, I, I, can, I tell them and I can, I can literally hear my wife's eyes roll. roll. <laughs> just hit her, uh, her frontal uh, yeah. lobe here. Yeah, yeah, you hear it. Yeah. But it's the fact that our kids are getting to an age where I can hear their eyes yes. rolling when I say it as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my 12-year-old's number one response is, very punny, dad. <laughs> I'm like, see, you're then, guilty see, of it yeah, too. Yeah, see, it's a repast. Now you're fencing. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just raising them right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time will tell. So how long have you been uh how long have you been into Pindaren? How long have you known of Pindaren? <laughs> and what I knew yeah. I, I think everyone in Wales knew about it upon oh, yeah. opening because it was a big deal. It was a big deal that yeah. we were gonna have our own whiskey. We were all very excited by it. Um uh, so it was we started we started buying it up yeah. very quickly in 2000 when we were like, we're off, we have our own. Oh, nice. And it's good and we like it and it's kind of, you know, zingy and fun and, yeah. you know, has a good Welsh name. It, 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 it checked a lot of boxes. Okay. Were you nervous? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very. Yeah. yeah. Very nervous that, that, it was, that it would succeed. You, mm. We desperately wanted it to succeed and, and, and they surpassed that, you know, and especially with... I don't, you know, I, to me, I know little about whiskey. Because when they go like, you know, we finish in a Madeira cast, you, you're like, oh my God, is how unwelsh to be that, you know, bold and exotic. We're going to finish in a Madeira cask. We're going to stick our fingers up at others. We're like, oh my God, this isn't very Welsh. Surely we should finish it in some sort of Welsh teapot yeah. or something. And just, and just thank them at the end. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. <laughs> when did you now, as two true like mm-hmm. beyond uh-huh. whiskey aficionados, yeah. when did you? What was the first kind of light bulb moment for whiskey for you both? I'm so, you, <laughs> yeah, this is so, yeah. I'm so glad you asked this question because we're going to throw something similar at you. Oh, um, Jason, why don't you tell yours? Yes. Yeah, so I grew up in a blue collar family in the yeah. southwest of Scotland. And it was a whole bunch of cheap plastic jug blends that uncles and my dad... Jacobite? Not even names, all right? Not even names, (laughs) just like Safeway's cheapest swill. Um, And so so they would dilute it. It would be two fingers of whiskey to the rest of the tumbler would be water or... Um, lemonade, but mm. American Seven Upper Sprite, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Lemonade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 our lemonade is your Sprite. Is our sprite. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, okay. Or I had one uncle who did ginger ale, and so I grew up thinking 
geez, I'm never going to like this stuff. This is just horrible. It's just disgusting. Went off to University of Aberdeen, met a Finn, of course. And uh, he said, I'm going to go to the University of Aberdeen Whiskey Society. It's just started. Um, do you want to come along? I said, well, I don't really like whiskey. But in the interest of making a friend at university where I don't know yeah, anybody, yeah, yeah. I'll come with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were off and running at that point. I was like, what is this? Do you remember the first one was that made? You oh yeah, it was a Glenfiddich. Yeah, uh, yeah right. I've, I haven't bought a bottle the rest of my life. Uh, but the, the reason we <laughs> bought a Glenfiddich was it came with two crystal tumblers. Oh. And being students, we had nothing to drink from. Brilliant. Brilliant. And so we were like, yeah, we'll get this one. And and you always knew everybody drank Glenfiddich. It was in every yes, single bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There had to be something there. Yeah. And so I remember sitting in his dorm room at the University of Aberdeen, pouring this Glenfiddich into one each of our crystal tumblers and thinking, very bright, mm. a lot of those pear notes mm. in there, um, very easy. Mm. But it had a profile that wasn't this cheap swill garbage that my family was drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I remember the next time out, we had a Highland Park. And I was like, oh, Glenfiddich, thanks for the memories. <laughs> it's me. It's not you. Yeah. Um, thank you for the Highland Park. Right. I will forever, forever drink yeah. Highland Park. And then within a couple of months, I had a Laphroaig 10. And I was like, this is it. This is that it was right for you. here. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. your, your story is not a million miles uh, off of that. You ended, or you even started in a place similar to where I ended. I started in a place to where, yeah, from where you ended. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as is the way. Yes. Uh, but what's interesting is I, I really didn't do much drinking until my mid to late 20s. What? I, you, I know. I know. Let Are me you, just... Let me put a pin in that. I'll put a pin in it. Let back me back it up. It up. Yep, for yep. those of for for people who are listening to us for the first time to hear Matthew Reese. Yes. Your first single malt that you tasted and fell in love with and got you hooked on yep. whiskey was Lagavulin 16. Ah. Yes. Lagavulin. I was going to get there. You, you went to Well, you were already backing it up with that. We already it up. we already have a a, a ping oh. moment. Right. Was yes. that was that your gateway whiskey? It was. Look at that! But, and listen, I like Glenfiddich. Like, mm-hmm. thank you, Jameson, for those mm-hmm. for those student years. I'll, I'll and yeah. I always with yep. great nostalgia go back to the to yeah. wee to wee Jim as we call him, and have <laughs> and have a dram. But I was in Birmingham when I was twenty one, okay. and uh, on an acting job, and I was going to have a, a, a Jameson at the end of the night, and this guy went. In a, now, this may get a little funny because it's going to be a Birmingham accent, but not Alabama, Birmingham, <laughs> middle of Britain. So you're going to sound like Ozzy Osbourne right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He went, he went don't, don't have a Jameson, have a lager, Woolin. And, right, and I, went, I went, what type of lager? <laughs> I'm a lager, Woolin. I said, no, I'd rather have a whiskey. And he, went, he went, have a go on this. And he gave me a dram of, I believe it was 16. Yeah, and I, and I yeah. went... Wow. Yes. <laughs> what was yes. that? And so, and I know what my reaction to it was. Mm. What was your first reaction when you got that smoky, rich flavor across your tongue? First of all, that I didn't know whiskey could taste like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. I was. Yep. I remember being so shocked by yep. it. Yes. But I went, oh my goodness! I didn't even know that could happen. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's what kind of blew my head about whiskey. Is like. Oh, it's sorcery. Yeah. You can yeah. really yes, do yes, yes, yes. anything with it. Yep. And still, I, I remember that evening so clearly because I just went, what happened? It's like those cartoon moments, you know, when the cuckoo clock yeah. goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the cat runs through your head. Yeah. 
And he's like, you're welcome. I told you, didn't I? And you're like, I've still no idea what you're saying, but this is great. <laughs> so was he a punter? Was he a bar man? No, he was, no he's another he was actor from, from, oh, from Birmingham. Another actor. Right. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. To my shame. Yeah, so I, I have him to thank. I yeah. can't remember his last name, Nick. So Nick, if you're out there. Thank you. There you go. Wow. Yeah. For that lager. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I had the similar, similar response with, I can't believe this is whiskey. Mm. I can't believe this is yeah. single malt. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and Petty, the Finn who I was sitting with, uh, who remains a good friend to this day, he stuck his nose in it and said, boat tar. And wow. I had no idea what boat tar was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What's boat tar? And he actually said, uh, you know sauna? And I said, no. Like, I know what they are. I know what the word means, but yeah, I've never yeah, been yeah. in a sauna. Yeah, yeah. He says, well, we build them and then we coat them in boat tar. And this smells like the inside of a sauna. Wow. And I went, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. We're sitting in Aberdeen, yeah. Scotland. It was yeah. miserable and dreek. And you're now talking about saunas in Finland yeah. at your summer cottage. Yeah. Yeah. And so cut. So that was 96, cut to 2000. I travel with my now wife to Finland. We go and sound our first Finnish sauna. And I go, that's, that's Lefroy 10. <laughs> <laughs> he nailed it. He knew. Oh, that's Are you great. still in touch with him? Absolutely, yeah. Are you really? Yeah, yeah he lived in D.C. Uh, he's with the Finnish Ministry of Defense. And he was stationed in D.C. for three years because I was in Virginia. No way. And so, yeah, we'd meet up and drink uh, and share stories. And yeah, yeah, Petty Pirainen, he's a fantastic guy. Uh, still great friends to this day. Brilliant. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah, oh, it's it's just as it sounds. P double I R A I N E N. Well, I have a friend named Kimo yeah. who has the same last name, but I yeah. I've been saying Peronin the whole time, and he hasn't punched me yet. He might be Italian. Let, let me tell you this: he hates oh, your yeah, guts. Oh yeah, be a Peroni yeah. lager. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Kimo hates your guts. Kimo hates my guts. Like, just so you know that he is he is Get it out simmering. Of the way. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a Finn just simmering away on his hatred for George yeah. Hatton. Unlike the Finns, to simmer. <laughs> Still waters run deep with that mob. That's why they get as drunk as they do. I, I thought I thought we drank. Yeah. I, I, I thought we drank in Scotland. I went to a midsummer fest. I tapped out after day one and a half. Yeah. And they went for four days. I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. Nope. Mm. No, I love myself more than this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Olympiads. Oh, yeah. Gold yeah. medalists. Yeah, pros. So, sorry. I put a pin in your story and I cut to the punchline. Well, no. So, you got to the punchline. So, let's, let's fast forward to that punchline. Oh. Yeah. Music to so, my <laughs> You want me to back it up? Skip to the end. So, uh, it was at my synagogue, actually, and there was a congregant. Um, every, so, our services are Friday nights. So, you'd have dinner, you'd go to synagogue, you'd have your service, and then after the service is something called an oneg, where you just have coffee and dessert, cakes, things like that. And this congregant would bring in five, six whiskeys every Friday. What? Yes. Wow. Where was this synagogue? <laughs> Highland Park, Chicago. Uh, so, and, and he would always have them out. And I, was, I wasn't much of a drinker. I spent, so I am backing it up a little bit. So I spent Can't the majority of my, my teens not drinking, not smoking, not doing anything. I was very much against it. But then I had a beer here. And then when I met my wife, <laughs> we would, you know, do martinis and things like that. Mm. But I always stayed away from whiskey because I just imagined that that was... The devil's work. <laughs> uh, not too far. Yes. Not too far. For, ma- for men in skirts <laughs> and tam <tamish> hunters <laughs> um, But I, I figured I'll give it a go. And uh, his name was Tom. Is that his name? Let's call it Tom. It was Tom. Um, <laughs> I love the... This looks to you for confirmation. 
Was that his name? <laughs> what was that his name? Yeah, it was that Tom, Tom, yeah, Tom, Tom Alpert. Tom Alpert. <laughs> that's it. Um, that's not his name. Anyway. <laughs> Big Tom. <laughs> Mr. Alpert. Bruce. Bruce ah, Alpert. that's what it was. Terry's yes. husband. Terry. It's Terry's husband. That's right. So, um, so he had all of these whiskeys, and I said, look, I, I don't know these from anything. Uh, what would you suggest? And uh, he said, do you want something sweet or do you want something smoky? And I said, I didn't know that whiskey could be smoky. Right. That sounds interesting. Yes. He says, why don't you try this one? So he pours me in this little cup, the Lagavulin 16. And just like you, I took a sip and I couldn't understand how flavors like this could exist. And first it was the flavor and then immediately I was transported to... 15 years prior, camping with my dad. Just, I was getting the smell of the damp earth. I was getting the campfire. I was getting, you know, the autumn leaves falling, everything. And what blew my mind was that it wasn't just flavor. It was evoking memory Mm. and a pleasant memory at that. Mm. And it was at that point I said, oh, there's something to this. And because I wasn't much of a drinker prior, I never really liked getting drunk and I was scared of going from point A to point B really fast. Mm. And I liked the idea that it wasn't something that just transports you from point A to point B. It transports you back in time. Yeah, yeah. And and that just blew my mind. And and it wasn't a few weeks after that that I started looking for more whiskeys, looking for people who wrote about whiskeys. You know, what's good? I don't know what's good. Yeah, yeah. And and then that's how I found my work wife. Magical. <laughs> I do. Joshua, I'm, I do. If only the <laughs> listeners could see me tearing up at this moment, <laughs> I think we'll take a brief interlude. <laughs> Which would be a perfect time to put something ah, else into our glass. Yes. So while I get that, yes. Jason and I had, did you want to pose the question or would you like me to pose the question? I have a different question. You can pose the question. So can you get the whiskey while I pose the question? Oh, careful of the Nerf yeah. gun. I believe it's cocked. <laughs> Could go off. So so this bottle, oh yeah, get it with that, yeah. This bottle is actually, hold on, um, something that was given to me by Sean from Pindaren. Yeah. And she wanted us to open this with you. Oh. And wanted to leave the remainder of the contents in the kill room with you. What happened to Matthew? We left him in a basement <laughs> with a bottle of Welsh whiskey. Oh, hasn't been seen or heard of since. So, so this is a single cask of their uh, rich oak expression. Oh, it is full cask Look strength. At that color. The color is freaking gorgeous, isn't it? What's it? Fifty-seven point nine percent. One one point twenty-one gigawatts, something like that. Fifty-nine point eight. That was close. Heavens. Now maybe you could. You know, I should have googled this, but you know the term proof. Yes. Of alcohol. I'm sure you've gone over this in podcasts. Yes. But so I'm do, happy you, can, to. you can do the quick recap yes. for, for me. Okay. So, first off, you're talking to a person who absolutely hates that term. Oh. And there's a reason why. And, and this and this will come in the explanation. Yes. So, we use proof in the US. It's mm. a very common term. Mm. Someone will see a bottle of Jack Daniels that says 40% alcohol, and mm. someone says, oh, that's 80 proof. Right. Right. So, it's really easy mm. in the US to figure out what a proof is, Mm. you take the alcohol by volume, you double it, you have your proof. If it's 60% alcohol, it's 120 proof, and so on. Right. 
But in the UK, if you said, this is 100 proof, now I just told you what we do in the US, you would say that's 50% alcohol. Mm. In the UK, it's 57.1% alcohol. And that gets back to the days when rum was being rationed right, uh, for war efforts and such. Yes. And there was also taxes and things like mm. that as they uh, as it relates to alcohol. And the only way that they could figure out what the ABV was on the alcohol and the rum mm. was they would take some of that and they would put it on the gunpowder and they would light, light it. And if the gunpowder popped, if yeah. it exploded, yeah. that's proof. That means that is it's it's at the proof they need it to be. However, right. in the U.S., we were re- we were using really good French um, gunpowder. Gun <laughs> so at fifty percent alcohol, it oh, sparked. Oh. But the U.K. were using crappy oh, British. Well, we're known for that. Yeah. Yes, and so I damp meant, powder, right? Damp island, <laughs> septed isle, damp powder. But while you had worse gunpowder, you got better. Alcohol, because you get the higher ABV with your underproof. Yes. So and we you still, needed to and add still won Waterloo. <laughs> <laughs> that so, showed them. Yes. So my question to you, and you can ponder, my question is, you can ponder this as you're nosing this. What was your spark? When, when it comes to acting, when it comes to the, what you do, what your life is, mm. what sparked you to say, I think think this might be for me. I think this is something I want to explore. I had a, I had a light bulb. Mo- you know, in Wales, there's a, there's a very big cultural tradition. Twice a year, m- many children in all walks of life are kind of kicked onto a stage and told to recite poetry, sing, dance, mm. or do whatever. They're, they're big advocates of the arts. Yeah. So from an early, early age, especially with chapel, you know, reciting... You're kind of you're on a stage and you're doing and and it's what you do allegedly for fun. <laughs> you're told that it's fun. Okay. And then at eighteen, you know, you kind of say, "Oh, well, it's time to you know look at universities and get a real job and all the rest of it." And a friend of mine who was a year older than me mm-hmm. said, "Well, I'm going to apply for drama school." And I said, "What? What? You mean do this for a living?" And that's where the kind of, I think the Welsh kind of go, no, 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 yes, this is for fun. It's for weekends, for fun. It's amateur dramatics. Don't yeah. do it for a living. Get a ring, do something properly for a living. Yeah. But he did, and I kind of went, and he was from a very, very similar background, parents, teachers, as were mine. And it kind of, he kind of paved the way. Fantastic actor called Johan Griffith. And he kind of, I, I then had the ammunition to go home and go, well, your one's going to try for drama school. I wondered if I could. Wow. And they were like, oh, well, <laughs> you can try for two drama schools and for five universities because you should. My, okay. You know, as I think the Welsh as a nation, let alone my parents, big into education. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. So it was all about getting an education. Then I got in, they were like, ah, <laughs> damn. Was this the Royal uh, College yeah, of yeah. Music and Drama? Yeah, it was yeah. Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in, Dramatic, L- in okay. London. Yeah. Yeah, so that was about, oof, it was 93. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, wow, yes, yes. We're all of a similar age here. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was way back then. So it, it kind of all led a very natural course, basically from him going, I'm going to give it a go. That I went, oh, we, could, we can do that. And also, you know, we'd had, you'd had kind of two who'd 
blazed a path which were Richard Burton mm. and Anthony Hopkins. And sure. Hopkins especially yeah. still is an enormous hero. And he kind of thought, I've, and he, you know, he went to the Royal Academy as well. And I thought, well, if, you know, he's led the way from Port Albert. <laughs> and there's like Michael Sheen were doing the same. So mm, it became mm -hmm. a possibility, it became a very real possibility. And then, um, and then it all kind of went from there. It all went wrong from there. <laughs> <laughs> Was there ever a point where you said, you know, early on in your career, where you said, mm, I don't know if I made the right decision. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask that question as well with the 25 pence an hour rates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, those times out of work when you're, you know, scouring the Kilburn High Road for a doner kebab and you're going, oh, this was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> and there were, you know, there were long terms out of work as well. It was, it, I feel like I served an apprenticeship in that, you know, you did, I did mm. the regional theatre, did the tours, small parts in the plays and, you know, Royal Shakespeare Company and, and then mm. work my way up to, you know, then National Theatre, Royal Court Theatre, the West End. It all seemed like a very natural uh, apprenticeship, if at times mm. a hard one, <laughs> fueled fueled by rage and alcohol. Were you a young purist who thought the the boards treading the boards would be the rest of your life? Did you early on think movies, TV, what was going on, or, or, or when you're out of work, would you just take anything? Oh, do anything, any job, any, anything, anything <laughs> pay the bills, wage. pay the bills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, well, you know, the, there was a big part of me, although I'd, I'd seen theatre growing up, a huge part of me was a great cinema fan, freak, you know, and De Niro especially was a huge hero. Was, yeah. But that seemed very exotic and very unobtainable, far and very yeah. far away. Yeah. And then it was again, it was, you know, myself and Johan, we were living together in a flat in Kilburn, drinking Jameson of an evening, and he was going to, to do Titanic, like, you got a part in Titanic, and then all of a sudden, you go, oh, we can get parts in American <laughs> movies. And then he's like, I'm going to go to Los Angeles. I was like, oh, we can do it. We can go. We can, we're allowed to go. Wow. So There's a light was, bulb right there. Yeah. yeah. I was lucky. I mean, I owe my career to him. Otherwise, I'd still be twiddling my thumbs. Going, I don't know what to do. Uh -huh. Wow. So there was this kind of chain of events that led us. And there was a few of us then who were like, we should go, we should go to Los Angeles. Sure. So we started, you know, back in the day of television, especially for pilot season, there was a very definite pilot season, mm -hmm. January, February, March. You would go, especially in the bad months of Great Britain, you'd go to parties and sleep on yeah. couches and yeah. go to the beach. Mm -hmm. It was like, you felt like you were in a movie. Mm -hmm. yeah. was, mm -hmm. You didn't really go with the express intention of getting a job. It was like going, I auditioned for this film and you just <laughs> felt like you were in a movie all the time. And then you'd come home and do some theatre. Okay. 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 And then, and then a few times it, it landed. I got, I got a job out there. In fact, the first time, bizarrely, I was on my way back. I did a job in New Zealand and this... American agent see me in a play in London. He said, why don't you stop in Los Angeles? Take some meetings, you know, as they kind of do. And he put me up for this job. He says, Julie Tamo's first movie. Mm. And it's with Anthony Hopkins and Jessica Lang. And I got it. And I thought, it's LA's brilliant. Titus, <laughs> Titus yeah. yeah. It's yeah. great. You just turn up and get big and giant movies. <laughs> I didn't know. Then for the next 10 years I went over, I didn't get, couldn't catch a cold. Wow. But I went to this giant movie in Rome. And you go, oh, God, that was easy. And, and you thought that was it. <laughs> well, that's all you do. You just go to LA and yeah. yeah. get a job with movie stars. And then blue. And then the well, the well dries up. Oh, my God. It was arid for it's almost a solid decade. Wow. Mm. I love in what so, you're saying that Johan is your pity. 
where yes. where I'm in whiskey today with yeah. a company with this yeah. you know, nut job on my left side here, um, <laughs> only because Petty said. We can go to the Whiskey Society. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. And you've got Johan saying, yeah. we, can we can go, can go. go to Give drama go. school, we can go to LA, wow. we yeah. can go for jobs. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you know, glad that we've got people like that in our lives. I know. Because I say the same yeah. thing. I'd have just been at home twiddling my thumbs, drinking, you know, fuck knows what Jacobite, I'd be drinking. Jacobite. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried Jacobite? No. That's burned into my head, Jacobite. No. I had a very vicious experience with I have, that. I have a little talisman that I have on my shelf in my office. Um, when my dad came to the US, came with my mum back in uh, 2002. So actually, I just celebrated my 17th wedding anniversary last weekend. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so Congrats. 17 years ago, my parents met my in-laws for the very first time. Wow. Uh, the, the week before the wedding. And my dad liked whiskey, wink, right? Like total shit. Uh, and he was coming over to meet my father-in-law, who liked whiskey, Wink. Oh, okay. He drank total shit as well. Right. And um, and so my dad brought over this. It's called, <laughs> it's called Highland Way, and it came in a rectangular <laughs> green plastic oh. bottle oh. with a gold screw cap. Brand. Golden and, green. Come on, Jason. I mean, come on. Don't don't knock that. And that that for my dad was the breaking of bread. Right. Well, of course. Yeah, okay. Here we go. This is the special moment. Yes. Uh, this is a special gift yes. for you. Yeah. You know, we're all in the same family mm. now. Yeah. My father-in-law never opened it. Um, he, he pulled other shit out of his cabinet, and the son got drunk on other shit. Wow. Amazing. And so then my did that upset your dad? Uh, Do no, think? I don't think my dad wants no. to be drinking at all. No. <laughs> No, no, come on, you know this, Matthew. When, when you go to a party oh, yes. in Scotland and Wales, when you go to a party, you just take something you can afford yes. and you yeah. sit it down and you drink whatever yes. somebody else brought yeah. that was the next rung of the ladder up it's from the, you. It's the pass and look. You're like, you do that. You're like, you're the, your hand goes left onto the kitchen counter and you go, ooh, bingo. And then you're, you're across the room. Yeah. We would, Who's is this? Yeah. Anyone? No, great, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, you we know. would show up with six packs of skull. Oh, uh, classic. 50 pence a can. Yeah. Came in a half liter. Yeah, cold you would, 45. You would put it in the fridge and you'd walk over. Somebody else brought Stella. And you're like, oh, bingo. Heineken, <laughs> oh, posh. Ooh, la di da. Yeah. So, so you, Belgian you just, champagne. Yes, you, you have one job to bring right. something. And it doesn't matter it. what it is. Bring right. the cheapest, shittiest stuff. Right. So, and then you, So okay. my dad brought Highland Way. A uh, couple of years later, actually, a few years later, uh, my father-in-law died. And so I inherited the whiskey. The unopened bottle of Highland Way. No way. Right? And so I'll be having some of that. So I take it away. Um, I then bring it back to Virginia. I'm telling my dad, I've got this bottle. My dad passes away, right? I'm like, I'm still sitting on the unopened bottle of Highland Way. I've got bottles in my collection that are thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars, tens of dollars. And the one that's front and center oh. is the green oh. Highland Way that will never be opened. And it'll just stand as a testament to oh. my dad bringing that over. Oh, so. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That is the Highland Way. I don't even remember way. why I started telling you that. I'm glad I did tell well, you that. But so I don't remember why I did. So. Oh. Yeah, so cheers. 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 What do you, uh, what do you think of this whiskey? Oh, getting a lot from this. This first, upon first smell. Peaches. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tinned peaches. Yes. Or... Yeah. 
Yeah. Even even beyond the nose, which I think has got that noticeable penderan fruit mm. going on yeah. that was there in the Madeira finish, it's the texture on the palate. Um, I say it all the time with Single Cast Nation. There are some independent bottlers who are really into the colour. And the first, you know, we picked that up and said, oh, look at the colour. Mm. The Ben Nevis, you look, oh, look at the colour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not colour guys. We're texture guys. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it needs to be oily and unctuous. Mm. When you see oil in your, in your glass, you know it's bringing flavour. You know it's bringing texture. Mm. You know you're going to chew on yeah, that whiskey yeah, yeah. and that's that's what I'm really digging about it. I love the flavors I love the nose mm. I especially I'm digging the texture mm. I, t- I was gonna say tin fruit I was getting yeah, a lot like fruit. almost I know almost like almost as pineapple in a way mm-hmm. tiny bit but it's syrupy yeah, really syrupy. Mm. In a good, in a good oh, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, That's yeah. the texture, right? Yes. And so that's when you can even smell the texture mm. of the whiskey. Mm. That's a... I, yeah, nasal texture. We used to talk yeah. about this internally all the time and kind of thought we were a little bit crazy to be talking about nasal texture. Right. And we went to Westland in Seattle, who we mm. love and respect, and they've got a sensory room where one of their checklists is nasal texture. And we were like, boom. We found our people. Okay, okay, good. We knew we were right all along. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, made me happy. So you had mentioned um, doing a movie with Anthony Hopkins, Titus. Yeah. Um, And I I was watching, so I didn't watch it the night of, but anyway, I watched your uh, acceptance speech uh, for the Emmys, which... (laughs) Congratulations. Thanks. A belated mazel tov. Thanks. Uh, But one of the things that struck me about that is toward the end, Mm. you thanked Steven Spielberg. Mm. Okay. Now, for me, as a kid growing up, Mm. I was born in 73, Mm. and like Steven Spielberg can like poop out greatness, Mm. in my opinion. Mm. And if I was putting myself in your shoes, Mm. if I were that little kid Mm. and then I became you as an actor, and said, I'm thanking Steven Spielberg, like, holy <laughs> crap. And then you talked about, you know, looking up to Anthony Hopkins mm. as being this this someone, this person who could pave the way for mm. other uh, Welsh people to become big actors, yeah. big, you know, big name actors. Yeah. Was that weird? Yeah. Like, working with him, working, you know, with heroes, meeting these people yes. that you're now rubbing... Elbows with yeah. and such. Yes, in, in, enormously so. And still, it still doesn't go away. I remember the the first. I mean, the, the first time I met Anthony Hopkins was twenty. I was twenty four, and it was a meet and greet for the movie. Yeah. And he literally is just walking out. He knows people of a certain stature. I think know what they're bringing. So the the ones who are great about it will take control because everyone's mm-hmm. like this. <laughs> They'll walk up and goes, "Hello, my name's Tony," and you go, <laughs> "I know it is." <laughs> Uh, and then, and then, when I did the Americans, I knew Steven Spielberg was uh, one of the executive producers on mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. of his company. Uh, and notes would come in from Steven, you know, for, via the producers. But you knew it was from Steven. Yes, yeah. But uh, you know, so yeah. it was. He was this far away kind of godlike entity, yeah, which sure. is what he's always been. Yeah. yeah. And then, two years ago, he was going to make the post with Meryl Streep and. And Tom Hanks, so I got a call from his office saying, can you come in to meet Stephen? And I just went, wow. no, I can't. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I can't. Wow. And that was, uh, you know, up until that point, I'd, yeah. I'd, at that point, I'd met a, an inordinate amount of 
fortunately, I've, I've been fortunate to meet very famous people. But that, like you, like us, possibly, yeah. meeting Spielberg was equal part a number of things. Terrifying, <laughs> and he's the nicest person in the world. Yeah, yeah. Kind of awe-inspiring, shocking, numbing. It was like I couldn't quite control myself. And I'm very unbeknown to me, what he was going to do, he was just going to offer me the part in the room. And I couldn't react. Oh. I didn't even say thank I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Wow. I think you must be looking at me and, oh, I'm not sure if he wants yeah. to do this. Because I was just going. <sighs> or he's like, that's one cool customer. He didn't jump out of his chair. Yeah. Holy huh. shit, that guy oh. has got balls like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he now tells stories about meeting Matthew Reese yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Oh. Like, you oh, wouldn't yeah. believe oh, the that Iceman? guy. Oh, yeah, nothing. Yes. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Ice in his veins, that guy. Yeah. He doesn't need a rock. It's yeah. inside him. Yeah, so you were depends to the meeting. Just to- <laughs> Yeah. But you know, and then on set, the first yeah. the first day I could barely act because you're so, you know, he stands next close to camera mm-hmm. and then he just goes <laughs> he just goes action. <laughs> and you go, Ha There's Steven Spielberg saying action. Like, what chance do I have? <laughs> and I think I actually felt sorry for him because he must no wonder he surrounds himself with a crew that he's worked with for twenty five years. Yeah. Because for those of us who don't know him, work with him for the first time, he must expel so much energy yeah. making you feel yeah. calm and reassured. Oh, okay. Because yeah. so, you can see you and yes. your, your rabbit in the headlights eyes yeah. going, yeah. <laughs> I'm going, it's okay. When you're ready, start talking. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how, how exhausting that must yeah. be for him. It must be because you see it. The interactions of people who haven't met him when they, he walks into a room, everyone goes, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of energy to be putting people out there going, hey, hello, how are you? And he does it with such grace and, you know. That's awesome. Charm. It, it's funny you say it, though. We got out the, um, was it our, our train stop today when we went? I was just going to After yeah. we parked the car and we went around to Bubby's in Tribeca. Tribeca. Yeah, yeah. Walked in the door and walked past Jerry Seinfeld sitting at a table. And Neil, he's having lunch with Neil Simon. <laughs> right. And and and, here, and it's exactly what you just said, right? Yeah. Oh it God. was as soon as you turned that corner, it was Jerry Seinfeld. He was talking to Neil. His arms were out. His voice was elevated. Uh, Jer- I can't do it. Jer- <laughs> Jerry, and I'm definitely not going to try. Um, Jerry Seinfeld was clearly in that room, and everybody clearly knew, knew that yeah. Jerry Seinfeld was right. in that room. Right. Nobody was bothering for pictures. Yeah. Nobody was stopping to talk or yeah, anything. Yeah. It was like, he's a dude eating his lunch, yeah. but it was Jerry Seinfeld yeah. eating his lunch in that room yeah. and the energy yeah, yeah. that was present there, yeah. really striking. Yeah. And, and you know, again, we come around the corner and that's the first face we see. And then, so I'm, I look at him and then I look back and I see he's talking to an older gentleman who looked familiar. I said, okay, okay, I, I, I think I knew who that is, but holy crap, Jerry Seinfeld. Then we sit down, we order our meal, and I look over. I think that's Neil Simon, which his movies just, growing up, they were, I would watch them on repeat. His, his delivery on there is just beautiful. What, could you hear what they were talking about? Yeah, no. Uh, no, no, unfortunately not. But I, so I'm texting my wife, and I said, we're three tables away from Jerry Seinfeld. Holy crap, where are you? Of a couple minutes later. Oh, and by the way, he's eating with Neil Simon. It's <laughs> like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And then, and then behind us is. Uh, do you know Mackenzie Davis? She was in Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, she's yeah. been in a lot of things. Anyway, yeah. she's having lunch 
right behind us. With her kid, with a friend who's got their kid. Right? It's just, it's all very normal. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, just be normal. Yeah. Just be normal. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it's kind yeah. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta yeah. love New York for that, right? That's, yeah, that's the class. well. It's funny because even just before we walked in, he says, hey, "I think that's uh, Bobby De Niro's apartment at the top of that building." Yeah, it is. Yeah, and, and I was like, Bobby. "Oh, Bobby! Oh, yeah. it's Bobby oh, De Niro's Bob, apartment." Yeah. Oh, no, okay, okay, I, Joshua. Yeah, you know, Bobby De Niro runter, lives there. You know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Traveled to New York enough. That's Bobby De Niro's oh, that's apartment. Yeah. yeah, that's Bob. Yeah, Bob's next to Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> But so so we're sitting down, we're having lunch, and I'm looking on IMDb, just making sure that the faces are right. Like, is that Mackenzie Davis? Yes, mm. it is. Is that definitely Neil Simon? Yes, it is. And it got me to th- thinking about something. Now, obviously, this is a whiskey podcast. Yes. And occasionally we have actors like yourselves, comedians, uh, Garth Ennis. We, we've who, never had an Emmy Award winning actor. Let's be honest here, pal. <laughs> well, Let's be honest. Bobby De Niro has been wanting to do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're like, Bob, Bob, <laughs> settle, da- settle down. <laughs> but, but answer me this. Has Bobby De Niro won an Emmy? Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Has he? I don't know. See that? He's got something to Google after. Something, See, something even, to Google. even if Bobby De Niro comes on, we'll still have an Emmy Award yes. winning actor. Yes. 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 It's a prefix I'd like to be addressed by from now on. <laughs> I hope it's on your business card. It is. It, it is. is. Yeah, yeah. Emmy Award winning actor. Yeah, yeah. Matthew Reese. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Emmy Award winning actor Matthew. <laughs> Hello. Um, so I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm on IMDb, and I got to thinking, this is a whiskey podcast. We should be talking about whiskey. We have been talking about whiskey. Yeah. But occasionally when we interview people who are not in the whiskey world, yeah. we try to figure out these sort of links, albeit sometimes quite tenuous. Yes, I am <laughs> trying to remake Whiskey Galore. <laughs> um, You'd be great in it, Paul. I, I like you, to think I'd be great so. <laughs> And I got to thinking that there may be a connection here. So in the drinks world, whether it's... Spirits yeah. or wine or beer. Mm. If you're coming out with a new product, yeah. you have to create a label for that, right? Mm. Just We have labels on the Pandaren bottles, mm-hmm. Single Gas Nation, etc. You create those labels. He's an, award, an Emmy Award winning actor. He knows what a label is. <laughs> I have my own label now forever. <laughs> yes. And you submit them to an organization <clears throat> called the TTB, Tax and Trade Bureau, which we found out had a, it has a much yeah, there's longer mul- name. There's many more letters than that, but they only go by the TTB. The TTB. Yeah, that's enough. Um, yeah. They used to be part of ATF, by oh. the way. Anyway. <laughs> so you submit the labels, and yeah. once the labels are approved, they're posted what to What do you mean approved? Web. Uh-huh. Why approved? Approved mm-hmm. by who? Uh-huh. The government. The government. Yeah. Well, the, the the label can't be misleading or in any way? Correct, yeah. So the TTB is a government agency. Okay. Yeah. Graphics right. so, can be inappropriate. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, um, can't, yeah. you can't make false claims. Okay. Font has to be a certain size. No oh, way. It has to oh, be yeah. in a certain place for delivering certain information. Good you way. need your government warning in some place that's in a particular size font uh, that's oh. clearly denoted from the rest of the label. So the, He's an Emmy Award winning actor. I know. He knows I know. this stuff. I know. He was just setting me up to say <laughs> yes. more. He's oh, yes, yes. Man, you, if, yeah, for those of you listening, they're, they're, they're prompting me with cue cards, <laughs> saying, ask about the BBC, not the we TTB. Look like, we look the like the Bob Dylan, the Bob Dylan yeah, video. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they just keep dropping yeah. them, and I, I have to ask them questions. We are in the basement mixing up the medicine, so... Yes, the apothecary. <laughs> and that's it. That's, that's the podcast. Um, 
So you submit the labels to the TTB. Right. Once they get approved, yeah. then How long is that process? How long do you wait? Uh, well, to be honest, we, we rely on our importer. We give them the label. Oh, they okay. submit it. If right. there's issues with it, they come back and they'll say, you know, you need to change the size of this font. Or if we write tasting notes on our label, sometimes, like we'll say, you know, notes of pineapple. And the TTB might say, are you trying to say there's pineapple in no. this whiskey? Yeah. Like, no, so you have to change your verbiage. Yeah. It's you can't silly. use iodine in a tasting note because it sounds like a nutritional claim. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. Yeah. I want to see that office. Uh, yeah, right. uh, excuse me. I think you're fine. Yeah, I don't know why he's from Britain all of a sudden. <laughs> they all are. They yeah, them. yeah. Johnny they Jobs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You have an excellent American accent that you do. Thanks. Yeah, yeah nailed it. Yeah. Um, but, so but current, Currently, turnaround is four days. Four uh, days. So from the moment it's submitted to oh, getting okay. it returned. However, if you remember the government shutdown from earlier this oh. year, um, 40 days. And so our regular After listeners, yeah, our, regular. our regular listeners have been listening to us for quite a few episodes talking about being completely behind the eight ball because we couldn't get any labels approved for casts that were sitting in Scotland in a schedule to be bottled and then imported to the United States. Because we I'm just, sure those people in Scotland are like, we don't care. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But until we get approval, we can't contact the printer. The printer can't send anything to Scotland. Ooh. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, uh, uh, yeah we were screwed po- for yeah. 40 days after the government issue. shutdown. Thanks, Donald. We've said it early yes. and often. Early and often. So... Back to my point. Yes, yes. Yes, sir. So once a label is approved, then there is a public database where someone can just go and you can type in Lagavulin and you can see what new might be coming from Lagavulin. Mm. Regardless of how much they wanted to keep it a secret. You know, we want to come out with this special release, but the label has to be approved. Oh, and, and if once it's approved, it's approved anyone it's can check domain. it out. Right? Correct. So oh. there are people that troll the, the no. TTB website. And Label say, spoilers. Yes. Give us 10 quid. Totally. No. And they say, hey, check what's coming oh, out. They're from not even looking for money. They're what just they looking people? to break the news. Break the news before everybody else. They Who want to be does those. that? Trolls, label trolls. trolls. Label trolls. Lols. Lol. <laughs> Lols. <laughs> so my question to you is how do we find them and kill them? How do we find them? And kill them with hammers. <laughs> how do they bring them to the kill dungeon? Oh, that's very easy. Oh, this is perfect. Oh, yes. Welcome to my label room. <laughs> have you already sold this place? Because I have a Such vision. Gr- yes, we'll herd them. <laughs> it's a convention for label trolls. How do you feel? Because I think I mentioned this to you before. Yeah. I'm on IMDb all the time. Ah, we found you at last. <laughs> there you yeah. go. How, when you're doing new projects, yeah. and now granted, if you've got a movie coming out or mm. a TV show, mm. you spend a lot of time, I imagine, mm. um, on press junkets and yeah. things like that. And yeah. that is just a load of work that you have to do to make sure people are aware mm. of the things that you're doing and you yeah. want to create excitement and so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah. Now, IMDb gets all of this information. Yeah. I know what projects you're working on yeah. because IMDb tells me. Yes. How do you feel about that? It's just part of the parcel now. Well, it's, it? a different, it's a, just a different age. Like, I remember... I remember. <laughs> but all this was field I know. <laughs> but literally, you know, I remember researching a part. You'd go to a library and look mm-hmm. at books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you research a part on YouTube. 
I remember wow. I remember taking a tape recorder to a part of England to get the you know going over overnight to Derbyshire and taping people. Now you just go oh, on YouTube. Okay. Wow. So this uh, this my long winded response is that it's become this thing of social media and and up to date news yeah. and you just have to accept it and go with it because if you try and fight it then forget it. Okay. And I'm not the great. I'm in fact I'm a terrible social social media light. Um, but I was told you know you must Twitter. You know you're like oh. God. Are you on the Twitter people, machine? No. I am. Yeah. But I'm like. Oh, I had a I had a pie for my lunch, you know. <laughs> I'm always like, for God's sake. What kind of pie was it? A pork pie. The only the only kind of pie, Joshua. <laughs> Dear Lord. Pumpkin pie, cherry yeah. pie. Yes. Yeah. Pork. Pork. Pork pie. <laughs> Gristle. With not an ounce of pork in it. <laughs> Hooves and ears. <laughs> but but that's what I've been saying to Joshua as well, is there's such a small percentage of people who are doing the trolling of TTB, doing the trolling of IMDB, yeah. that when you still go out for your press junket, mm. there are people who are getting their information from that. Yeah. When we make our announcements for what's coming from Single Cast Nation, mm. pe some people are hearing about it for the first time. Right. Many people are hearing about it for yes. the first time. Yeah. But Joshua's got a little bone in him that he gets very upset with that spoiling of the surprise the spoiling of the surprise I agree I, I agree and so he has that where he wants to respond right? yeah, yeah. how about you don't do that how about you take that down how about you stop doing that it's not going anywhere and if you address it mm. you might see some things coming back well even, I never address it I just I just but you'd like to simmer you know, but you'd like to. I would love to. You would love to. Yes. I think we were we were of an we're of an age where you would go to the cinema, you'd see a trailer. Yes. And then you'd go to the cinema and you'd still go, Oh my god at these moments. <laughs> because no one No one you knew. know, or, yeah. or the only time you'd you'd be at school and go, Have you seen Don? You can don't tell me shit Absolutely. Yes. And that was it, and that's it. Yes. And then yep. you'd go and experience it in a room full of people. Yes. Yep. If if we want to show a movie to our kids, uh, they ask to see the trailer. Yeah. And I mean in the house I on the TV. Yeah. They want to see the trailer I know. before they watch the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, but don't you want to be surprised? Yeah, the yeah. trailer's going to give you some high notes. Yeah. And don't you want to be surprised? And they're like, no, no I want to know that what I'm going to like it. Yeah. And I, mm. I want to know what the high notes are before I get into it. I know. It's like, wow. I know. It's, we the, definitely didn't grow the, up like that. And uh, no, the change in the business now of when. So. The encrypted scripts now. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy. The, the signing of NDAs before you read a script. Oh, uh, okay. all, all of that, the, these encrypted, the passwords, and, and I'm getting more and more frustrated. Like, I'm putting the password, I can't read the bloody thing. <laughs> you're like, you can't type in. Like, yeah. It's not downloading. <laughs> or then you're like, oh, well, it says here you've downloaded it once. Why didn't you read it? And it's like, what? I was going to read it tomorrow. Now it's on a time. You're like, what? Oh, wow. There's all of that. You've only got okay. 24 hours to read this. You're like, oh, for God's sake. Wow. And when we shoot movies now, you know, you're handed the little, the you know, they're called sides, the pages for the day. Mm -hmm. So they go, here are your sides in case you want to, you know, learn your words or refer to them. And back in the old day, you read them, you'd have, they'd be lying everywhere and you'd yeah. pick them up and every crew member would have them. Now, just the cast to give them. Okay. And then you're asked to hand them back in at the end of the day because the dumpster divers oh, literally yes. do that and dive in and try and form the script out of the sides. Holy crap. And like, so like the Marvel, Star Wars, that stuff, it's like oh, it's, yes. they're protecting plutonium. Yeah. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Wow. Because Kelly just did Star Wars. You know, she shot Star Wars. Star Wars. 
It's coming out now in Christmas. She, I just panicked. I was like, wait, am I supposed to have seen that? Yes, it's been in the press. <laughs> Are you kidding me? She's in Star Wars? She's in Star Wars. I had no idea. But the script stuff was just next level. Like oh, wow. no one had a script. Yeah, yeah. You had to go to a special place and read the script and then memorize it and like you'd get these wow. pages that blew up and <laughs> you know. But isn't it interesting again that it's back to that level of spoiler or it's that level yeah. of having information that somebody else doesn't have. Yeah. Like the the reward to me doesn't seem that great. No. And yet you're if you've got those levels of protection, yeah. you know that there's a need to have those levels of protection. Yeah. So there are people doing this. Yeah. It's um, the wow. sense of power of, of going <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah, Gross. we we just submitted a label that we actually removed the artwork. We had to from remove it. all of the artwork, and so the artwork is black. Um, and but the cast details are on the label. So are you allowed to do that with the government? Yes. No, it got approved. I, got, well, yeah, yeah, I got know, approved. but but yeah. Remember so the it, part you put on that wasn't on the part that they approved. They're showing me the label now, and it's a picture of <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> and underneath Just of his it hands, says, so "Make say and make single casks great again." <laughs> yeah, yeah. M S C G A. Yes, Miskiga. Ah, rolls off. Miskiga. Yeah, so so that that's great. Now I have two um, six degrees of Kevin Bacon for Star Wars. Okay, who's the other one? Uh, John Ratzenberger. Oh, my father went to uh, university with him, and they did a, a little while they were in university. They did a little film together. No way. Of course, my dad became a chemist and, and did other things, but uh, yeah, and he was in Empire. He was. Uh, in one of the early scenes on Hoth, I right. think he had like two lines or something <laughs> like that. So, great, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ready for another dram? Yeah, ready for another dram. And you yeah. had uh, what time is it? Uh, Two fifty-seven. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh. All right. Time is flying. Oh, flying. So this line, this, this dram, by the way, <laughs> yes. this this is something. And do help yourself to my uh, two-year-old's. <laughs> He's put out a, a rather little a number no, in the box. I just realized his Ghostbusters uh, thing is next to the which which looks I think possibly what's, made what's, from an old. Oh, is box. this? Is yes. Oh, that's was fantastic. It? No, it wasn't. That would have been great if I'd made a, a Ghostbusters <laughs> ghost pack out of an old kind of. McAllen 12. I'm glad he's digging Ghostbusters. Yeah. So I I, I selected this one, oh. again, because I'm an IMDb troll. Um, so I saw that you are born in 1974. Correct. This whiskey was distilled in 1974. Good heavens. So it's, And it was, that was distilled the month I was born. Yes. What month was that? June of 74. June. Good uh, heavens. Yeah. So. They say that. Yeah. They even give the month. Yeah. 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 Is that is yeah, that month and day, that, yeah. Yeah. The day. Is that uh, common? I don't think we, have, we don't have the day on here. Right, but it is right. on the official paperwork. They have to give that. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that paper trail again. Oh. Uh, right, everybody. Thank you. I'm holding the mic. I can, I'll give you more than that. Man. Oh, well, that's good. There Dear God. So this Rolling one, out. You're good this Welsh, one right? is from the Invergordon Distillery. Um, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And this is... A different style of mm-hmm. whiskey. This just is watch, just watch you don't scratch the table when you put it down. Oh, no, oh, yes, 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 it's yes. be careful. Yes, it's French. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I thought it'd be nice Brilliant. to have something that was. Uh, well, I'm a, a year older than this. Yes, but. he is. Cheers and cheers. Cheers, 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 cheers gents. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Oh yeah, that's the stuff. Mm. 
So Invergordon is a, a grain distillery. So this is single grain Scotch whiskey. So it's distilled in a different way, right? Pandaren aside. Copper? Uh, yeah, copper. Mm-hmm. But uh, Pandaren aside, most single malt producers use copper pot stills. Mm-hmm. And grain whiskey is produced in a column still. It's the same kind. Isn't that delicious? Oh <laughs> yes. Got a minor Lagavulin moment there. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds you of what can be done. Uh-huh. Sorcery. Mm. Wow. Yeah, old grain whiskey is well worth your time. It's well worth oh, exploring. Really? Yeah. Oh, that follows the Pandaren really yep. nicely. I agreed, 100%. You had such a nice thread running yeah. through the three whiskeys. You're welcome. Well, well done. Well done. All because one's at 74. I'm an <laughs> Emmy award-winning whiskey pourer. Easy, yes. easy, easy. Not everybody gets to see Emmy award-winning. No, that's this. Knock it true. off. He'll be impossible to live with if he starts giving himself that title. <laughs> are you there were, was, yeah. yeah. Are no, there whiskey ahead. awards? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Many? Well, what, are the, so, what's, what's the, what are the Oscars of the Whiskey Awards? Uh, the Whiskey, is it Whiskey Magazine does yes. the, so the awards? For, yeah, they, um, there's different kinds of awards. Oh, okay. Yeah. But there's, so you have awards that are specific for whiskey, right? This, you know, Lagavulin comes out with a new, new limited edition. It wins a gold award, you right. know, wins a platinum or what have you. But then Whiskey Magazine has this Icons of Whiskey Yep. Awards where they'll award, you know, the brand ambassador of the year or the All distiller right. of the year or lifetime achievements for, you know, like um, uh, like David Stewart when he was 50 years in the industry. He's the, wow. the master blender for the Balvini, right? Wow. So Whiskey Magazine probably has the biggest award right. c- ceremony. And, and have you been? No. What? Well, we need to gate crash. <laughs> that needs to be gate crashed. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things to attend. Yes, there's a yeah. lot of things yes, to, yes. to go to. Yeah. Um, yeah. After we record this, actually, next week we're back in Scotland as uh, Fashil for the first time. So the Isla Festival of Music and Whiskey, and every distillery on Isla will have its own open day. It'll no. have its own distillery release mm-hmm. just that day for people at the fish, and uh, an island of what 3,000 people become uh, will we'll double in size yeah. at least double in size least, for yeah. the space of a week and it'll mostly be you know German accents in the air and uh, really Dutch accents in the air yeah the the Europeans will come in and hit it hard really so, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah there won't be a lot of Scots there and a lot of illics leave the island for the oh, fish right. uh, partly because you can rent out your house for an exorbitant right. amount of money right, right. and partly because you like Isla because it's Isla, not because it's doubled in size right. for a week. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. yeah. Have you been covering much of the Japanese whiskeys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We actually yeah. Uh, the episode before this one uh, was uh, focused on uh, Japanese whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. So on, on top of Single Cast Nation, I work for the import company who brings in Pandaren, right? right? And who brings in Kilhoman, Port Eskeg, uh, a bunch of other brands. Uh, including single cast nation, but we also bring in Japanese whiskeys as All well. Right. Single malt whiskey, rice based distillates. And well, how? Uh, where? You, where's your standing on those? They're good. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. It's uh, it, people ask me this all the time about the uh, Japanese mm, English mm. Uh, when they brought in the English whiskey company. 
when we don't Pin- talk about that. When Pindarin came along, right? <laughs> People kept saying to me, as a Scotsman, what do you think of this? Blasphemy. No, I said it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Mm. Bring them in. Let's see the quality yeah. of the product. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you had said very early on, let's hope it's good. Mm. If it's good, we'll mm. all stand behind it. Mm. If it's not good, let's hope it gets better. Yeah. But all of them have had the good sense to bring in experts to set it up. Mm. They've got off to a good start. Mm. They haven't thought... Well, let's deconstruct <laughs> this glass of whiskey and let's start producing that. How right, do we make yeah, that happen? Right, right, yeah. Instead, they've brought in experts. Yeah, and uh, and so no, I've always said more power to them. The Japanese mm. stuff can be fantastic. Uh, trouble now is it's so expensive and it's all an allocation. It's harder to afford it. It's harder to find it. Yeah, um, stores that supported it from day one can no longer get it in. Why? Uh, even though they help build the category, it's supply and demand. Yeah, the majority really? of Japanese yes. whiskey is sold in Japan. Yeah, to to give you just a, a quick glimpse into it, I've been drinking Japanese whiskeys since 2007, 2008, somewhere around there. And at that time, you can get a bottle of Yamazaki single malt, the 12-year-old, for $35, or the 18-year-old for 90 And that, that was a lot for an 18-year-old that, at that, that time. Was that lot. was a lot of money. Like Highland Park 18 was cheaper than that. Yeah. Wow. And now... The twelve-year-old is somewhere between one hundred and twenty and one hundred and fifty, and the eighteen-year-old I think is six to eight hundred dollars. If you can find it, if you can find it, <laughs> wow! And that's suggested retail price. That's not necessarily uh-huh. what the retailers will charge you, because they can charge whatever they want to charge. Wow! Yeah. Yeah, so we, we see this a lot in whiskey where people chase the category. Yeah. And so we just had an American whiskey in the last month or so. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Henry McKenna Single Barrel. No. Um, great little release. You used to be able to find it for $30 a bottle. It was single barrel. It was 50% alcohol or 100 American proof. And, Easy. And they would put down <laughs> the exact date of distillation. And they yeah. would put down the exact date of bottling. And actually... Uh, gifted my kid one. Uh, it was always 10 years old. And on my kid's 10th birthday, I actually gifted him a bottle mm. that was distilled the week before he was born. a very progressive father. Yeah. <laughs> very progressive and, father. And I'm so progressive, I said, and now we're going to put it away until you're <laughs> yeah. 21. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you'll thank yeah. me then. Right? Yeah. And we'll open this another 11 years yeah. that you've had a little gift. And so it won an award. You were just asking about awards. Mm. It won an award. You can no longer find it. It's now on allocation. If you can find it, the price is increased on it. It's just those little pockets mm. where you're like, this is my whiskey here. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. boom, it yeah. can just be snapped Go away on. in a second yeah. because it won a bloody award. Right, right. right? You're I like, know. don't win awards. I know, it's the, it's the curse. <laughs> <laughs> so... How has win- winning an Emmy affected you? It's a curse. <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks, everyone thinks you haven't, haven't worked for nine months. Everyone just thinks you're too busy or too expensive now. And you're like, oh, no, I'm just sat in a basement drinking whiskey. Help! <laughs> you pronounce kill room wrong. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, silent K. And once again, thanks for making time for us. Oh, not at all. I have all the time in the world. But does that, you know, does that change... Would you be doing fewer um, um, auditions and things like that? Because obviously you're you're, you're well known name, been in so many things, but now as an award winner, does that affect your audition approach or how people approach you for projects? Yeah, the short answer is yes, and and that is the true luxury of having done twenty odd years of yeah. auditioning. Yeah. Something comes in and go, you don't have to audition for this. And you go, oh, 
The grail, the holy grail. <laughs> I don't have to audition. Do you not like it, auditioning? No, the short answer. No, yeah. is the yeah. short answer. Does, yeah, would anybody? You're, I don't, you're I don't into know of anyone now. Get it or not. Yes. And, and you know, obviously, the, the numbers wise, you're going to get, you're not going to get far more than you do get. So yeah. you always prep, you learn words, you do this, you work on the scenes, didn't get it. And yeah. Go, oh, yeah. 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 Those days of my life. Yeah. Do you and, start imagining yourself? as that character going forward, like, I think I could really do something with this. I The worst thing is, like, because some will take, some you can go back in three or four times, you know, mm. can you come back in, yeah. come back in, meet producers, come back in, meet, you know, have a chemistry read with the leading mm -hmm. lady or man, come back, you know, and, you, and by, by the fourth time, you're kind of going, I might be in with a shot. The agent's <laughs> yeah. going, it's between you and somebody else. Oh, it's close. Yeah. You didn't get it. You're like, oh, oh God. That's gone on for Wind weeks. out of your sails. Yeah, yeah. you're like, you've picked yourself in the costume. <laughs> like, how are you going to spend the money? <laughs> and then you're like, oh, right. <laughs> oh, back to the basement. Wow. Yeah, it's... For for me, just listening to that, there's there's an echo of single cast selection in there All right. as well. All right, let's hear it. You know, well, we're doing the same thing, right? Obviously, the single cast don't have feelings, but mm. we're, we're being sent a range of casks. We're being asked to make a selection in there. We're judging them. We're That's deciding, okay. are we going to keep it? Are we not? Will this get to star in the single cast nation livery? Or will this return to a dark warehouse corner? And um, we pluck yeah. it out, Joshua. We pluck That's it out. You're the ones with the power. You're, <laughs> yeah. the, pa the, you're power. the puppeteers. We are the Steven Spielberg. I was going to say, <laughs> you're the two men behind the curtains. You bastards. <laughs> pay no attention to the yes. two men behind the curtains. Uh, yes, pay no attention to the men in front of you with whiskey and microphones. <laughs> yeah, it's like I say to my kids, I'm kind of a big deal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In the whiskey world. <laughs> Decision makers. So we, we got a few questions that came in. Uh -oh. From some of our listeners. Yes. One ring. Where's the Isle of Judah? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spell Glenmorangie. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just read a couple here, if you don't mm. mind. Good. So the first one I'll is... I'll start with geography for 10. <laughs> <laughs> You'll like this. Uh, it's from a, a gentleman by the name of Vlad Metric. That's my dad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a proud Russian fellow. Yes. And uh, he says, has doing the Americans given you a better understanding of the Russian people? And if so, what are some realizations or conclusions that you have had? My realizations and conclusions, I'm sure, will be met with a chorus of people going, well, we all know that. That's <laughs> nothing new, you half-wit. <laughs> yes, it was just maybe reinforced, I should say. Oh, there we go. Okay. But in, in the research I did, I just kept saying the same thing, going, God, they're so tough. Mm -hmm. But when you read about, like, Russian special forces, Russian mm -hmm. special agents, you just go, oh, my God, next level mental tough. Mm -hmm. And I remember see I remember what, there's a great documentary called the Red the Red Army about the ice hockey team. Okay. And that was a real insight to me about like because you know a as a western actor you challenge the script you kind of go I don't know if this is it's a funny balance to do because Joe Weisberg who's former CIA agent mm. wrote very specifically for the Russian for the Russians obviously. And we would come in going, I don't know if this is going to come across well. And he goes, but this is what they did. Mm -hmm. And you, so the balance is going, this is going to go and go to an American audience, British audience, whatever. So you kind of have to juggle this one half of this kind of cold, mm -hmm. calculated, but you ha also have to make it, you know, in a human way, interesting and appealing and, ex and 
accessible. Yeah. So that was a, a part of the challenge of the Americans is kind of going, I know they're Russian. I know they're special. You know, I know they're um, director at S. They're these highly trained people. But mm. they also have to be, I think, accessible to an audience. Otherwise, you don't mm -hmm. care. Mm -hmm. right. Exactly. Right. So that was always the balance. There was a lot of me always going, oh, this wouldn't happen. And they go, it did happen. And you oh. go, ooh, <laughs> they're tough. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing I kind of reinforce is how tough they were. There you go. Wow. Yeah, good. Uh, another one from Michael Bloom. This is a bit of a long-winded question, oh. so please. I'll be with you. Yeah. Wake me up when it's over. Yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, my question is about cultural specificity. So I loved The Americans in part because it was a serious show firmly anchored in the USA uh, of the 1980s when I became socially and politically aware. I found the day after episode particularly poignant because I saw the characters react to a cultural phenomenon that I vividly remember, including going to school the day after the day after, and the doomsday discussions that occurred simultaneously across, across the country. And basically what he wants to know is, as a boy growing up in Wales, did you have a similar reaction to that? And how did you react to that? It, I don't think it was as kind of lasered as the day after, as it was in the United States. Yeah. What I We certainly had that hanging over our heads with, you know, you know, nuclear holocaust and, and yeah, sure. you know, there was that, you know, that kind of tragic incident with Chernobyl that affected us. And, yeah, you know, I remember yeah. my uncle's farms being mm -hmm. the kind of the sheep being scanned for radio, mm. you know, radiation. You yep. kind of go, oh my God. But what I remember vividly, there was a children's book author called Raymond Briggs, I don't remember, The Snowman. Yep. And he wrote this book called When the Wind Blows, which was about oh. nuclear fallout. Yeah. And I remember going, and that realization going, oh, this is dark. Oh, wait, this is bad. Oh, if there is nuclear war, we're really in trouble. Yeah. And we were that much closer to Russia than the United States. Sure. So, yeah, I, I, you know, we had, there was something called Threads that was on television. And um, there, was, there was a number of things that put the fear of God in us about, you know, a possible... I don't remember threads. What was threads? It was. I was. I. Now I was young, but I remember. Was it? It was either a TV drama or a film. I think it was a TV drama about nuclear holocaust. It was on kind of early eighties. Okay. Huh. And it kind of terrified me at the time. <laughs> they were going, "Oh, we're doomed. Standing, being under the table ain't gonna work." Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. You had stop, drop, and roll, or duck and cover. Yeah, and yeah. Take the doors off and put them, lean them against the wall. Yeah. Like, who's got the flathead <laughs> screwdriver? <laughs> Have we got time for yeah. this? Oh, my eyes are burning. Yeah. You know, all you're doing is busying yourself, so you're not actually exactly. worried about yeah, the end yeah. of your life. Exactly. <laughs> Going, help me with this door. Oh, that, that hinge took the skin off my finger. Yeah. Ah, my skull's melting. <laughs> I don't want to spoil the ending since you mentioned it. Uh, uh, when the wind blows mm. uh, with Raymond Briggs, I don't want. We've got listeners who may go out and look for it. There was also an adaptation of it uh, for the screen, yes. even if it was the TV. Yeah. Um, but all I want to say is the end of that is so poignant. I know, and speaks yeah. to what you're talking about right there. Um, it's, it's well worth exploring. Well yeah, worth searching. My kids are big Raymond Briggs fans. Are they? Yeah, I'm uh, doing something right. Ah, uh, fungus yeah. the bogeyman. Uh -huh, yeah. And and just for our listeners, uh, as the wind blows, totally different from uh, as the world turns. 
which is a U.S. soap opera. But very similar to General Hospital. But yes. very, si- yeah. yes. very similar. Very with similar. Carney or whatever her name was. And Carney's a different people in India. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Small hands, smell of cabbage. <laughs> oh, Donald Trump. Is, yeah, you bingo. Yeah, yeah. It's traveling folk. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um, did you want to ask a misconception? Did you have another question for the for the good Emmy Award winning actor Matthew Reese? No, I, well, I could talk to you all day, bloody all week. Yeah. Uh, we could yeah. get easily very drunk together. Yeah, yes. Uh, very <laughs> Don't easy. you boys have another event to go on to tonight? <laughs> Only one you, does. You I want, have to fly home. Do you want, do you want to know? So interesting. So I had my. Um, I had my dates wrong. The event that I had scheduled in my calendar. <laughs> no, it's tomorrow. And I now you have to have another night in New York. Yeah, exactly. Hello, darling. I'm staying. Hello, hello. <laughs> Shit, didn't work again. So, so yeah, we so we close out every episode mm. with a whiskey misconception mm. uh, for you. And, and maybe you have one, maybe you don't. Maybe you want to take it in your own direction. Mm. And it, it doesn't have to be whiskey in this case. Well, it, it, it does. You haven't heard my question yet. <laughs> I haven't heard my question. Uh, if you just produced a bottle yeah. of Jacobite. <laughs> I've got to look out for oh, this look Jacobite. For it. I don't know. It's a vicious memory of Jacobite. Because um, Jack did bite. Oh, right. Early yes. and often. Oh. Yes. Um, whether you wanted him to or not. Yeah. As a Welshman, mm. as somebody who's now, you know, responsible, you know, part of telling the mm. Pandaren story. Mm. Yeah. Have you heard some wild misconception about Welsh whiskey, Welsh single malt, Welsh people? Oh, yeah. I mean, yes, that's, that's a day-to-day battle for, you know, telling people we don't have hairy palms and, you know, excessively large eyes because we live underground, all the rest of it. Uh, listeners, I'm looking at his palms. <laughs> yes. Quite hairy. Yes. Uh, you haven't I'm shaved li- this morning. No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, uh, with Pendarian, people off people write it off before tasting it. Is mm-hmm. is that's the big one mm-hmm. that we have to overcome? That people go, I'm not going to taste a Welsh whiskey. So that's always a big yeah. a big one to overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, and Why it, do you think that is? I just think the two you know the the two words have never been you know yeah. a, a, historically haven't been linked, and therefore it, you know it's an uphill. Although it's on you know they're nearing twenty years, it's still you still get it. Like Welsh whiskey, gone mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. So that that's the greatest hurdle to overcome. Yeah, to get it into mouths. Yeah, literally. And they go, oh, I wasn't expecting that. You can see the light bulb. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's there. A lot of people kind of go, oh, it's a lot more floral than I was expecting. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah. How many people tell you it's smooth? Quite a few. In fact, that's the other, the good one is that I think ignorantly they do expect that it's going to be a lot more fiery than it is mm. so you kind of go oh they just think it's going to be paint thinner yeah uh, and they go oh it's a lot smoother than I thought yeah sure <laughs> you go oh yeah and I think that's one of the moments it's one of the words Joshua hates the word smooth and somebody mm. tastes the whiskey and, oh it's smooth but I do think there's part of that connection to I thought this was going to be fire in yes. my glass yeah and what they're telling you is, it's, it's not, not that. Yes. that. But you're allowed to use the word smooth when you're not allowed to tell somebody, I thought this was going to be fire water. Mm. Right? And so yeah. Yeah. I think there's a, a way people are parsing that to be nice. Yes. I do have another question for you. Have you found an Americanization to your Welshness? Have you, have you found a change in yourself? Obviously, you're in New York City predominantly, <laughs> yeah. which I think would change the best of people. Yeah. But... <laughs> 
Given. I'm a lot more aggressive. <laughs> I have found myself a lot more aggressive. I remember coming going, oh my God. You know, we're not known for our front footedness in Wales. Uh-huh. You know, we're, a, we're a, if apologizing was an Olympic sport, we'd be gold medalists. <laughs> um, but and unlike yeah. rugby, the Scots would give you a good run for your money. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, true. But here it was like, and I realized, you re- I realized, it took me a long time to realize it's not aggressiveness they, they are they're front-footed mm-hmm. and they have a real sense of kind of justice which i like hmm. because they're they're all, they're all about you can't do that you know like hey stand up don't let you know this lady needs to sit down move you're like oh right yeah sorry yeah. you know there's a lot of that and they're going to go oh they're very you know they they quick to point out the wrong which i like because mm. we we i think maybe welsh even british kind of kind of go Oh no, 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 after after you. And then oh, seethe, absolutely. seethe oh. to the back of the yes. head. Like, yeah. bastard. <laughs> you know, like, but it's here. How they'll, dare they'll, they? Yeah, yeah, they'll tell you straight away. Ah, okay. And then, and then it's gone. The gripe, yeah. there's, there's, they don't hang on to it. The gripe is gone. That, and that's the part I have a hard time adjusting to, is that there's no grudge being held. No. I'm like, <laughs> what, what can you do? You're not holding a grudge. Yes. Why, is you, why is your belly not on fire, fire right now? Yes. Like, that's how you should be feeling, right? You should go home and full of a shame. You know, yeah. you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why are you just carrying on with your day? I, yeah. I had it. So we, we also lead whiskey tours of Scotland called Whiskey Geek Tours. And I took a Jewish family, uh, all males around Scotland. And at the end of seven days, the guy who was my contact uh, with the family, great, great guy, lovely guy, were in the mash tun in Abelour, Scot- north of Scotland, pissing against, you know, a, a urinal that's just a wall of metal, right? Yeah. And uh, he turns to me, he goes, so are we just assholes? <laughs> uh, and I went, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I've raised up. <laughs> yeah. I've lived in America long enough and I've been with my Jewish family I know that you're you guys are just straight shooters, mm. and I know you're just asking questions that you want answers to. Mm. But you've spent a week in Scotland, and to pretty much everybody you interacted with in Scotland, yes, they think you're an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> but but I, I remember we were on Isla getting dinner, and they had questions about the menu. And then when they were ordering, they were like, "Well, I, I want this, but I don't want that. And yeah. I want this on the side, wow. and I want that to come later, and I want American this to thing. come first. Yeah. And and we literally, our waitress, I saw her go behind the counter and just rant at her fellow waitress and she never came back to our table. <laughs> it was the other waitress who took over our table. <sighs> and and honestly, my guys hadn't done anything wrong. They hadn't yeah. been rude. They had just been direct. Yeah. And I've done it in Scotland where I've said, you know, oh yeah, I'll take that dish with the chips. Mm. And they're like, oh, we don't have any chips on the go at the moment. I'm, don't worry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean to ask you for chips. Yeah. I I have no desire in my body for <laughs> chips. It has gone. You bring me whatever you've got available in the kitchen yeah. and I'll eat it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Do you want me to come back and make it? Yeah. Like, I don't mind. And and so I was so I was just saying to these guys, you're direct. Yeah. That's it. And so yeah. to hear you talk about that as your yeah. experience here, I, I I see the same thing. Yeah. You're yeah. Spot on. Yeah. Has that rubbed off on you? Yeah. A bit. Yeah. 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 We're not with the greatest effects when I go home. You know, like I've, I've done the chip <laughs> yeah. version. We go. Yeah. Actually, I'll, I'll just have that without the. And then you, you just hear almost a, oh, I mean, I, 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 I'll take it. I love spinach. I oh, love Mr. Yeah. Hollywood. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, check oh, they you. Are just, were they just ready to pounce with that one. Anything like. 
any yeah any whiff of that is like you get taken down in a heartbeat. When I listen to you today, and, and I'm sure our listeners feel the same way listening to you on the recording, you still sound like you've got a pretty thick Welsh accent. Good. When I go home. <laughs> I get royally made fun of for yeah. my transatlantic accent. Oh, but when yeah. I meet Americans, they're yeah. like, oh, I love your Scottish accent. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. this is great. When you go home to Wales, mm. do they hear a difference in yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Do they? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. And I said, oh, God, last time I was back, I said soccer. <laughs> oh, no. I was oh. like, uh, I'll be off then. Uh, <laughs> Even I know great, better, man. Great to see everyone. <laughs> <laughs> because the amount of times yeah, you say exactly. football here and they go, what do you mean? Yeah. And then you go, sorry, soccer. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like when those things kind of click in yeah. and you go, you hear yourself going, oh, I'll just put it in the trunk. <laughs> what? Yeah. what did you say? Oh, yeah. He's got a trunk now, is he? What's oh, wrong yeah. with a suitcase? Oh. We're like, I mean the boot. Oh, just... But then you say the boot over here and folk are like, what, what are you yeah. talking about? Where's You're the just, boot? Yeah, you become so used to kind of the, the quick hand and that's yeah. why that's where I think the the accent comes in because you know you say things like can I have some butter mm-hmm. and they go what and you go can I have some butter and they go yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah we got butter butter yeah, yeah. oh yeah we got butter yeah, so like so you just do it automatically because yeah. it makes things quicker right yeah and then, and then you just in that pattern and then yeah. you go home and you say right. you, yeah. you say butter has two T's uh-huh. I should like to hear one mm-hmm. you know but yeah so it's so it's accent and I'll go. Also, colloquialisms, yeah. right? Like the difference between boot and trunk, yep. yeah, and soccer, windshield, and football. Yeah. yeah, instead of windscreen, hood and bonnet, hood and bonnet, bonnet. I remember saying bonnet. Yeah, oh, that was like, what did you just bonnet? say? The bonnet, bonnet, the bonnet's the hood. Yeah. So this, that's uh, no, no, this, no, no, of your car. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm not wearing a bonnet right now. Yeah, yeah I'm no, thinking babies. It's on your car, yes. yeah. Yeah, on the front. So your, the, hood the hood of, of your, your car, car is a bonnet? Absolutely. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. The bonnet, the boot, the wind. Screen. I don't even remember what we say in Scotland. Windscreen. Wind. Yeah, windscreen. Come on, Jason. Can you say windscreen? I don't know what I say anymore, honestly. Yeah. I, I forget moving between the two. What do you say here for the windshield? Wind, windshield. Uh, you say windshield. Here. Here. Oh, so we are windscreen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But when I go over, I say windscreen. I, I try to oh, throw I down as best oh, I can. Well done. This man asked for the bill today. We were in the cafe no way. just down the oh, road. He asked but for the I've bill. always asked for the bill. Have you? Yeah. I've always asked for the bill. Yeah. I was telling yeah, him. I never and, asked for the yeah. check. When you move to America, the first thing they teach you is don't ask for the bill. Yeah. Ask for the check. check. They beat it into you. But yeah. a check, again, and the reason why a check never made sense is if you asked for a check, it didn't come through. Everybody, Matthew <laughs> Reese just... Burped and panicked and panicked. He oh, got no, nervous. Shit. <laughs> shit! He went in uh, midway through a great story. <laughs> oh, they let a Wookiee in. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just, Matthew just Reese is a human being. It's amazing. Nobody <laughs> yeah. knew it until this yes. moment. Cats out of the bag. Did Did Kerry get to work with Chewbacca before he? No. Passed? No. 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 Okay. No. no. And that's the that's note a- we're going to end the podcast <laughs> on. Thank you very much, Matthew Reese. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's why you brought me here, isn't it? Bastards. Yeah. We're only here for the Peter Mayhew stories. <laughs> yes. And then what did he say? <laughs> that's when I cue the, the, the peanuts. Yeah, exactly. Oh, very good one. <laughs> Terrible. Let the Wookiee win. Uh, <laughs> do you have a, a question, a comment, and anything to get us out of here? We asked about misconceptions. Well, Jason asked about the misconception regarding Pendaren mm. and Welsh whiskey. Mm. What about a misconception regarding 
you want a little more? I don't know. Oh, I'm, I need I'm incredibly. Oh, please. please. Yeah, yeah. Can I just have a small dram of. Please, please, please. That is something. Thank you. Well, yes, but that. Yeah, so this is this is from Sean. Uh, she wanted Thank us to you. open it together, but the rest yeah. is yours. Thank you. And I have and to meet with the head of FX now. <laughs> oh, right. Like. <laughs> anyway, there's a story. It's a pitch, a pitch meeting. There's this blow. Oh, no. I, oh, fuck. Drink this. It'll make the story seem much better. You'll just find you say fuck more. Yeah. It, look, listen. It's fucking great, this story. Just make it. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Cheers. Uh, so, I have a question for you. Like, okay. uh, in the rare moments, there were, as you know, two whiskey experts, Penderin is mentioned. Yes. Do people go, have you tried Penderin yet? Yes. And? It, like, what, what, what I'm trying to say is, what's its, what's its image to those who aren't associated with uh, Penderin? Okay. We're going to have two very different perspectives. Okay. Yeah. So why don't you go first? Yeah, mine is very much of the yours, which is, oh, are we talking about just talking to punters or talking to other yeah. whiskey people? Yeah, well, across the board, anyway. Yeah. So, so talking to punters is exactly that. The Welsh have gone and done what? <laughs> um, <laughs> Things you hear often. <laughs> <laughs> what have they done now? Oh, Jesus. For fuck's sake. Inbred. Yeah. Bloody Welsh yeah. is the conclusion God to a lot of it. stories. Who gave them a cup of <laughs> still? But I do think when you can show lasting power over 20 years, yeah. uh, when I get to say I was at the distillery, I, I saw it being produced, I've mm. seen it grow. Mm. The fact you get to tell them about Jim Swan being there in the early days mm. and mm -hmm. things that Jim Swan championed for that spirit, especially with the cask finishing mm. and how that would complement the spirit and not get in the way of the spirit right. uh, or even counter the spirit. Mm. Um, uh, people are ready to hear stories. Right. We talk about them on the podcast a lot. The people that we're talking to about whiskey couldn't give two shits about marketing bullshit, mm -hmm. but they're ready to hear a story. Right. They're ready to a hear a real story. Bricks and mortar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, tell me how they make it. Right, right. Tell me about production. Tell mm. me how this got to be here. Right. Tell me why that works with Madeira. Right, right, so, right. So there's a lot to the tale. Mm. And 20 years in, there's still another... 100 years of telling that tale, 100, 200 years mm, of telling that tale. Mm, mm. But the fact you've been able to tell that tale for 20 years, mm. very positive. Yeah. Like Aaron from 95 yeah. now into 2019. Yeah. There's a lot, you know, it's, it's established. Mm. I think people like it to know it's established. Yeah. If you go, oh yeah, Pendero opened three years ago, oh. they go, oh, this could be anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. When Pendero opened 20 years ago, now they're yeah. building a second distillery, yeah. just like Aaron. Yeah. Uh, I've just opened a second distillery. Now you get people who go, oh shit, they must be doing something. Yeah, right. yeah, I might yeah. not have heard of it, yeah. but they must be doing something. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they're open. Right. Now they're right. ready. Right. Now you're ready to have those moments where they go, that's all right. Yeah. yeah. Fruity, yeah. floral, tasty, yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Smooth. Yeah. Smooth. Smooth. <laughs> Easy. Steady, steady. <laughs> my, my experience has been a, a little different just because Jason doesn't have to go around selling it. I do. Hmm. And I'm in a, a very good situation, I think, where I get to sell things that I love. I'm not looking forward to the day when we start importing stuff I don't love. Right. Um, I don't see that happening, but oof, boy, if that happened, that would suck. Yeah. What I've seen, at least from my experience, is people are genuinely interested. So you say, what's that? What's the dragon on the bottle? Mm -hmm. What's that all about? Mm -hmm. You get to say, well, that's 
this Welsh whiskey. They, you know, the the Welsh flag has a dragon. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. What is Welsh Scotch like? Right, right. And and then you say, and then well, you, you pause. Yeah, you pause because you have to well, be. You have to be different. Funny you should say that. <laughs> yeah. You say yeah, say as well, good you, as Japanese Scotch. Yeah, I'll yeah, tell you that exactly. much. <laughs> have you tried the American Scotch yet? <laughs> uh, you know, so you you have to be diplomatic about that. People. Yes. Don't really understand that that anyone can make single malt whiskey, right? Right, and that Scotch is not um, code for single malt. <laughs> yeah, single malt, yeah, single yeah. malt produced throughout the world. Yeah. So you say, you know, uh, you know, why don't you give it a try? I say, oh, I like that. That's different. I say it is different. You know that you know what what the Welsh are trying, what Pandaren's trying to do here is something very different from Scotch. This mm. is not Scotch single malt. Mm. This is Welsh single malt. And then, right, so you have to kind of mm. do that mm. and, and try to educate them in a very diplomatic way. You could, mm. you know, be confrontational, say, what do you what mean, What did you Welsh? just say? Yeah. What did you just <laughs> say? Just backhand them. Yes. You know. Get out. Um, but I find people are genuinely interested and surprised. Right. And what I what I really like about Pandaren and, and their story, right back to stories, is you've got this distillery built in ninety nine, distilling in two thousand, mm. first distillery in around a hundred years or so. Mm-hmm. And they they found themselves in a very unique and rare opportunity to say, guys, we are going to be the face of single malt whiskey from Wales. Wales, I know. Right? Every, people know or they they either know or think they know what scotch is and what scotch tastes like. Mm. And they're saying, no, we have to make something different. Mm. And here's what it is. And here's that first step forward. Mm. And that first impression, back to what we were saying before, where I said, were you nervous about Pendaren? Right? Were you nervous that it could have been shit? Yeah. Or it could have been yeah. a something that just didn't hit the market. Yeah, people yeah. did not fall in love yeah, with it. Yeah. Um, but I'm thankfully finding people are quite interested in it. Uh, they think the flavor is unique, mm. that it's different. Um, and what's very cool is as I'm taking people through, say, the first one, second one, third one, and so forth, you're able to find a common thread that there's there's a DNA to Pendaren mm. that is so pretty, so fruity and mm. floral and mm. sometimes delicate. And when I can te- teach people about that, mm. they that's, you know, again, a light bulb moment. You're like, ah, okay, I really see what they're doing now. Mm. And and I like that. Yeah, I like that part of it. Yeah, quite yeah, a lot. I agree. Yeah, for for me, that the problem is the word Scotch, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's it's because Scotch comes from Scotland, mm. and you cannot make it anywhere else. Yeah, mm. and if we said, oh, the Welsh are making a spirit mm. that's from a category that you're familiar with, <laughs> it w- I, to me it would be like beer, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't compare a pilsner to a stout, mm. uh, a porter to a goza. Mm. Um, and so you can travel the world, you know, exploring those different aspects mm. of this category beer. Mm. I think if people better understood whiskey yeah. writ mm. large, yeah. they'd be like, oh, that's made in Ireland, and that's made in Wales, mm. and that's made in Kentucky, yeah. and mm. that's made in Seattle. Mm. I, I think people would 
would have more fun exploring the category mm. as opposed to blends lead the category mm. and the rest of us are just educating on the fly after that. We're still educating people on single malt. Uh, we're certainly still yeah. educating people on single cask. Right. Um, and so there's so much within the category mm. that when people are just focused on scotch, that one word, mm. they miss out so much That's more. Right, right, right because right. you have, you know, and you, I've heard this so many times, I like... Scotch, but I'm not a fan of whiskey. It's like, okay, all right. What's your next question? What's yeah. your answer after that? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, where do I go from here? Right. Yeah. And, and it's comments like that, that when Jason and I were first conceiving this idea of a mm. podcast, we, we wanted that closer, that, that misconception, which yeah. is scotch is not whiskey. Oh, wait, scotch is whiskey? Yeah. And what is that, what is that teachable moment? Mm. In a diplomatic way, what is that? What is that teachable moment? Mm. Um, yeah. So that's our first response to that type of question: is let's unpack what you just said. Let's take the words in your sentence and show you how wrong you are, <laughs> how stupid you are. <laughs> you Diplomatically, without dunce. saying the yeah, quiet part out loud. Dunce. Get into my kill room. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that note, no, we're going to draw to a close. Wait, did I have? Did I have a? Did you press a cord? <laughs> oh shit! Oh, it's the red light meant to be on. <laughs> so let me let me one final question for you. Yeah. Did you have any misconceptions about the acting world that uh, that you had to come to terms with? I thought it was this, but oh boy, it's something completely different. It, it's it sort of changed, and we touched upon it. It, it was the advent of social media that that yeah. it, that it beca- it's become it's we it, it's kind of caught up in this weird thing now, whereby it's whereby social media is such a huge part of it. The term celebrity, which I loathe, is now kind of go. Yeah, journalists often refer to you as a celebrity, and you go, "What the fuck does that mean?" <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. So it, I've seen it evolve, and and I didn't think it would become that. I didn't mm. think there would be this. I find more and more the the marketing. You find yourself doing marketing stuff, going, "I just wanted to act. I didn't want right. to be doing yeah, yeah. pieces yeah. to camera, going, yeah. follow me when we go on this. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it marketing and that social media aspect. I, I, Evolving into yeah. this slight beast that I'm not too in love with, uh, okay. uh, and that certainly wasn't what I signed up for. I went, you know, I, I st- really, I suppose, I started acting because I would sit in a large dark room with a lot of people watching something that Steven Spielberg directed. Yeah, and and yeah. that's what I want to do. Yeah. You kind of you want to give those people that magic, mm. not mm-hmm. kind of mm. going, I'm having a pork pie <laughs> for my lunch. <laughs> Yep. No, we we say yeah. the same things. We just want to select casks. Yeah. But it's Instagram and Facebook yeah. and 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 we're we're very fortunate where we have a great community yes. on Facebook, hugely supportive, mm. wonderful brand ambassadors mm. for, for our single brands. cast yeah. nation. Yeah. Right. Yep. So that part isn't a problem. Right. But the having a presence. Yeah. Or or the thing that Mondays are my spreadsheet days, and it's. <laughs> Spreadsheet day. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you better believe I drink during spreadsheet day. Yeah. Um, but it's like, 
I got in this to select casks yeah. and put great casks in front of people. I yeah. want to talk about whiskey. Yeah. And here I am plugging in spreadsheets, mm. which mm. is necessary. Mm. And I think that's the kind of the wise part of understanding the evolution is to say it's necessary. Yeah. Still get to do the acting, still get to select the whiskey. Yeah. yeah. It's necessary. It's necessary to do yeah. all I these other things as well. From my agent. It's necessary. <laughs> yeah. He texted me right before this and said, if you could get in the yeah. necessary part, uh, I'd yeah. really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, checks in the post. <laughs> and so how audible are, are your eyes rolling back when he says it's necessary? <laughs> he can hear it hitting my front lobe going... <laughs> Like a rollout on a 35-millimeter projector. <laughs> I can hear them rolling. <laughs> Over the phone. Well, it's necessary for me, for me to keep my sanity. That's it. That's yes. exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, this has been brilliant. Yeah, uh, really Thanks pleasure. a million. A pleasure, Jens. Uh, really wonderful. Yeah, just, yeah. just to meet you, chat, talk about whales and shit. Same it's time next week. Brilliant. Same time next week. Same really? bad time, same bad Same channel. basement. Yeah, same, <laughs> same <batch>. basement. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. Slancher. Yeah, slancher. Oh, uh, Yachida. Oh, Yachida. Hey. Hey. Now it's official. Now it's hey. official. <laughs>